1: All right, so podcast here. What episode are we on, Rob? Can you tell me? Is it 290? Is it 289? 280. No. 280. 280. Okay, 280. 20 away from 30. 20 away from uh, 300 episodes. episode. You good? Anyways, yes, because I'm reading the message and the text at the same time. We got some announcements to make today, which is pretty awesome. I'm excited about this. I've been working on this for 13 months, and it's official. I make it here momentarily. Well, I they said 13 years. 13, 13 months, but a it's dream. been a dream since 13 years old. Well, oh. 13, 14 years okay. old. Wow. But we got some stories. Let me first tell you what the stories are, and then we'll get right into the announcement. About, How about that? You, the, I don't know. We said sports. I was wearing a Joe Burrow jersey. I saw you wearing an Aaron Judge. I said I'll put on the Ruth. And you, uh, Adam is I not. Need. Can somebody send Adam a jersey, please? Somebody's Watch Adam adults? get like fifty jerseys this and week. I was wearing and a wife beater, and you made me put on a jersey. Yeah. What? Well, because I want you to stay married. That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, I <laughs> want you to stay married. Exactly. So, anyways, here's some of the stories we got. We haven't talked the economy for a while. This last week, we had some guests on that. Uh, One of them was a uh, was against delegating, and the other guest that we had on was a brilliant comedian. And if you know, if you watch the podcast, you know who I'm referencing. But it was a blast, both of them. Yes or no?
3: Amazing. Oh, yesterday, yesterday's guy, anti delegator anti delegator Jeff. He gave me a book, signed book. I love it. Guess what? Chapters nine and ten stuck together. It was crazy. One
1: one of the funniest, his sense of humor on the way he took it. I was so impressed. I was impressed too. Anyways, okay, Mm, so there was a fight yesterday. Shift didn't have a good day yesterday. Everybody, Mm -hmm. listen, today it's about firing everybody, you know, indicting everybody and silencing everybody. It's just a mess right now in politics, which makes for uh, entertaining news. Uh, So we can talk about that. MSNBC president is open to a Trump town hall, angering liberals. Uh, which if he knows what happened to the last guy who got fired, maybe this can happen to this guy as well. Economy, Adam's got some stuff to talk about the economy. The S&P is back to its numbers, if not even better, record-breaking numbers than ever before. Does this mean, you know, all this stuff about the financial crisis is not going to be happening? We'll find out what he has to say. Zuckerberg wants to fight uh, Elon, which is interesting to see what happens there. Pentagon. What is the most money, folks, you ever had missing? I want you to think about this. What is the most money you ever had missing? Rob, what's the most money you ever had missing? Like, you were like, where's that $100? Where's that $1,000?
4: Honestly, $65. I just lost
0: it the other day, and I was really (laughs) bummed out. And then I saw this story. Well,
1: $65,000, the Pentagon accounting error provides extra $6.2 billion to Ukraine. No, you don't say. And they're not even asking for it back. They're just saying it's future money that we're going to oh make to you. God. Such great people. I mean, when you think about this kind of things, mm-hmm. you almost want to be Ukraine to, to get the aid that you're getting. Oh, my God. Anyway, so Zuckerberg's master plan to kill off Twitter revealed. It's pretty dark, but we'll talk about it. Fed share sees long way to go on inflation fight. BlackRock and JP Morgan helped to set up Ukraine reconstruction a bank vacant office or piling up Silicon Valley. Progressive leaders encouraged to buy media outlets for boosting influence over Americans. By the way, great strategy. Unfortunately, there is no conservative leaders encouraging them to buy media outlets. So you got to give it up to these progressives. U.S. housing starts surge most since 2016. Exceeds all estimates. We'll talk about that. Housing shortage fuels price bidding wars as homes for sale hit record low. And then we got a couple of feuds here. One is uh, the one between Kevin O'Leary and Mark Cuban about woke. Disney's got the Elemental, which features non-binary character flops in opening weekend. We'll talk about that. And whatever's going on with this Titanic missing, you know, it's just some strange stuff. And then Eric, some homelessness yep. cities. And apparently, uh, officially, this week, the richest uh, man in the world is no longer Elon Musk. What? Who Mr. is it? Renault. It's what? officially Andrew and Tristan Tate because they own 20, <laughs> they own 21 million Bitcoins. Really, yeah. they're worth 600 billion dollars according to this article. Oh wow! And like, Where is our Bitcoin? An, oh my an accounting God. Error we covered that as well. Anyways, that. let me tell you what the announcement to me is. Here's what the announcement is. So foot. None of it. Just so everybody knows, the only person here that knows is Tom. No one. Knows can I be honest with you? Yeah, I'm. I, you should give kudos to Kelly and everybody that's out there. I've been,
3: I've been. Like, like, I listen, I swear to God, tell, if i find I out. God, no, yet. no. I, listen, I swear to God on everything that means anything to me. I've been trying to find information. I'm, I'm like, listen, I'll take you to dinner. I'll give you, I'll send, I'll Venmo. Give me a hint. They're good at. Ellie went to dinner last night, I though. swear to God, she didn't tell me okay. anything, and right. I was like, okay. I go, Pat should be proud of you. All right, so so you, you you're
1: promising dinner is probably not. So, yeah. so, yeah, so here here's talk. Dinner. Here's what it is, guys. From from the the moment I came to America. And, you know, as a kid, having a dream, you know, sports, all this stuff, reading daily news, reading LA Times, you know, following basketball, Magic versus Jordan that won finals in 1991 or, you know, baseball uh, relating to uh, uh, who Juan Gonzalez was at Texas Rangers, my height, the swing I wanted to emulate or, or the Mickey Mantle card that, you know, I wanted one day Now I got a few Mickey Mantle cards or... You know the dream of Babe Ruth cards. Oh my God, Babe, or this, or that, or football. All these things. This has been in the works. It's been a dream. It's crazy. I got a call last year about a conversation of if I have any interest of being a a minority owner of any team.
3: Stop it! Oh my, shut up! And stop it! I
1: I at first I was going back and forth. So I said, let me get my lawyers involved. We got the lawyers involved. And after the lawyer's getting involved, and I'm like, "Is this real? Are we doing this? Are we not doing yes?" And as we, here's the options. I said, "No. I'm not interested in this. not interested in this." he said, "But there's this one option. This man who was on the board of this team, he's coming up for retirement, and he wants to sell his shares. Would you entertain this?" And I said, "Sure." So, anyways, long story short, effective last Friday after background checks with MLB, after 40 articles I've Uh-oh. written, after all of these things that's happened effective last Friday, I'm a minority owner of the New York Yankees. Let's-
3: Baby. Go. Pat, and we won the uh, Shut up, Pat!
0: That's why you wore this. No. There we go. I have to throw you Not up. Too. I we go.
1: Jersey dog. Pat. What the hell is this? Are this mean? you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. Let's
3: go, baby.
1: Yeah, this what? just this happened last Friday. We're in Bermuda. I get the news. Uh, what? Lawyer calls uh, the, the CFO Ooh. Tony from uh, Yankees. Congratulations, you're officially part of the team.
2: Pat, it, are you, you kidding? me? What does was, that even mean? Pat? When I what went to when I mean? went
1: to the Schultz podcast, my idea was I was gonna announce this on the Schultz podcast. What? So I'm like, hey, you know, we rescheduled. I was like, why is it got rescheduled? I'm like, Trust me, there's a reason why I rescheduling. I'm like, and then you know, so when I went to New York, it was the best meeting. Let me tell you what happened. Dude. It's the final meeting that determines it all. We've already done a bunch of different interviews, and I'm sitting in a room with Randy Levine, okay, who is the president of the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. You got Lon here, who's been with the organization since 1975. He's pretty much the Lon Rosen. COO. He's, yep. you know, he's, he, he's a decision maker. Uh, he's a, he's, he's he, up there. Big, big decision He's an maker. American success story. He started at the bottom. He was like one of these guys just selling stuff at the <laughs> yeah, Yankees, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he made it to the top. Wow. Concession. And then you got Tony on this side, uh, uh, the CFO. And we're sitting there having a conversation, and then Hal uh, Steinbrenner walks in, sitting here. We have a nice forty-five uh, minute, one-hour conversation. So, Tell us about this, and what about this, and what about that, and what about this. I said, "Listen, guys, here's the only thing you need to: I'm loud, I have opinions. I, you know, I love America. I'm a capitalist. I'm this and that. i feel great. You know, here's how this works. And then Hal gave this, and he's the boss, and he's this, he's that. Incredible experience. Got a private tour the entire back. They took us everywhere." Uh, Lon took uh, to the corner office. We sat down. We had an incredible conversation with them. Uh Look, I'm excited about this. This is a dream. This is a part of what, uh, why we do what we do. And uh, it, it was exciting, man, to see it finally happen. do you have happen- any
3: idea? That's, I had zero idea. I thought we were bringing somebody on board, whatever. But the New York Yankees are yeah. the greatest sports organization in the history of sports.
1: Congratulations.
3: That is so. So we're going to games then.
1: Well, that's what I was trying to do. That's all we're doing. I'm Pat. trying to get it. Where we're going to get on the jet, go to New York, oh. have dinner at Eleven Madison, then oh. go to the box. You guys, we're going to meet everybody. It's, it was going to be that whole experience. I'm like, schedule keeps. It's going to be conflict. I'm just going to make the announcement today. So wow. the announcement. That is. I'm a little upset, Pat, what? because I've been rooting against the Yankees. <laughs> so, not
0: anymore. <laughs> not like, anymore. Since. The '80s, oh my! Or yours, for years. Yeah. years and yours, and years. Now I'm the biggest Yankees fan. Oh now my I have to God! Follow the Yankees. we I going to
3: root for the Yankees? So, Pat, what was it like that deciding moment where, well, you guys are in the talks, and what what's that moment where the the decision is like? Is it like a conversation to a lawyer? Do they hit you up personally? What
1: is that? Oh, it's 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 a listen. It's a long process. Took nearly 13 months. It's a long process. As you, background as check go, everything, they everything they they have to go. It's the MLB. You're a representation of right. like you have to. So, but anyways, you know, eventually when this, so what, what this is to get in, this is a stepping stone to, if you ever want to become a majority owner, now they've mm-hmm. done the background. Now you have mm-hmm. the run rate. So a lot of the majority owners first start off as minority owners eventually, you know, so, I mean, the plan is the plan, but wow. this was a, this was a step I want to hug step. you. Yeah, the you owner so, of the Red yeah.
4: Sox started in South Florida
1: as a minority owner of the Marlins. There you go. So oh just, my just God. know moving yeah. forward. We're wearing Yankees. Peter, I, Peter over there, who's a the Red Sox guy, is like, up. I hate you. you hear, I can't believe you're doing did this. Did you hear bang, did he bang on the <laughs> door? That was Peter
0: banging on the door. <laughs> Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's Only in America.
1: Yeah. That's right. God that Made in Iran. Yeah.
0: Escapes Iran. Yeah. 1991.
1: 19, right? November 20, 1990, I come here.
0: 1990. Lives in a uh, refugee camp in Germany. Escapes Christian in Iran escapes everything that's going on with the mullahs. And the Ayatollah comes here. 1.8 GPA in high school. Nobody thought you would do anything in your life. He didn't think he'd I, 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 exactly. I, 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 I'm he would not to Twenty
1: years in the army. US, so. US,
0: US, U.S. Army veteran. We all know those stories. about tanks. So we you're doing the Roy
4: Firestone at... thing from Jerry Maguire, yep. and you're there supposed to cry now. Yeah. No,
0: not at all. But no. this is more of a message to anybody: the victim mentality. Yep. Everything you do with PHP, everything you built with Valutainment. Now you're a part owner, a minority oh, owner, of the greatest sports fra- franchise in American history. Oh my god! Only in America.
4: It's it's in it's in the world. There's only about yeah the the Mount Rushmore of sports franchises is the Yankees are on that, and you're number one. Absolutely, championships. And, the most championships. Ever. And on a global soccer basis, even Man U is mm-hmm. below that. Dallas Cowboys are up there. But this is the preeminent sports franchise in the world. Incredible.
1: And by the way, I mean, you have to – so let me tell you what I did in Bermuda. Matt Sopala, if you're watching, this money smart guy, when I told you I'm only taking you because I wanted to keep it low key, this is what I was going to take you to. He's like, are we going – we're not going he didn't know what was going on, so we're going to still go, Matt. Just hang tight. I'll give you the dates when we go through it.
0: I I was going to wait till another day, another time, but I have something for you. Really? I have something for you. Okay. Okay, so I didn't expect this. <laughs> I had zero clue what the announcement would be. But with the only in America thing, being born in Iran, made in America. But what people don't know, I mean, people know, but if you, if you peel back the onion of PBD, you're a proud Armenian Assyrian.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right? Very.
0: Your, your father is Assyrian. Assyrian. Your mother is Armenian. Now, Armenia still exists. Yeah. Syrians, the Babylonians, everything that was We're going on there. Scattered people. So I was just in Israel. I went to Jerusalem. I actually Facetime you. You're like, I have to. <laughs> He's jump like, I'm off buying the Yankees. Quick. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I don't know anything about Armenian culture, but I went to the number one culture store in all of Jerusalem, Armenians. I FaceTimed you with the lady. I said, I want to get this guy something special. I don't know anything about Armenian culture. Get me the best thing here that 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 this guy would love and appreciate. Can I give it to you now? Sure.
1: All right. Yeah. Let's see what it oh, is. Oh, let's
0: see what's going on with what it, it is. is. Here we go, sir. Oh my god. Is so that food? I've already opened it up a little bit so you didn't have to like spend all your time opening it up. The there's a few things. They they threw in open up the big one first. Okay. So there's three things in there. So she said she thought you would love something like this. This is from Jeru- this, this is, is from, from Jerusalem. The, the, the basically in, ju- in, Jeru- in Jerusalem, it's the, called the Kotel. It's four quarters. There's the Armenian section, the Jewish section, the Christian section, and the Muslim section. Okay, and this was the number one store in all of the Armenian section. This is the Lord's Prayer in
1: Armenia. In Armenia.
0: Wow, that's very from cool. Jerusalem. It's, wow, from Jerusalem. This is I from show Jerusalem. This, this is yeah. insane. Thank that you. That is right so. No, I can't read good. Even in <laughs> no, even no, in Armenian. You can't read Armenian. Wow. No. I can't read Armenian. You true. know, sometimes you know, if someone gets like a Chinese tattoo and they think it means like we gotta, we gotta free spirit. Yeah, and then you know, and it turns out that it's something obnoxious. That's
3: awesome. But, I, now, can, I guess in
0: Armenian culture, this is a symbol of of life and peace and prosperity.
1: the peacock. It is in every, pretty much in every Armenian home. Yes.
0: Yes. Do you have yeah. anything like this I don't this in have your anything home? like this well, here. Well, there it is. But not but I
1: appreciate you, man. Of You're the man, baby. Thank you.
0: Of course. And there's one little extra thing in there that she threw in. She's like, since
1: you've done all this, let me throw in a little extra. extra. Armenian pipe. Why would you give me an Armenian well, pipe Hey, to I, smoke I want you to smoke, smoke, a- smoke a- that Sheesh, dude. It looks like a pipe. That's hilarious. But it's not. That's amazing. Well, thank you, bro. of course, this is brother, cool, man. This is what amazing. a what a. Moment. I appreciate Listen, it. I'm
0: not going to sell you my shares to the to the Miami Heat or anything like that. But it's the least <laughs> I could do. Okay. But I think I could speak for the whole team. We are. Super proud, that super excited so for you, awesome. and everything that we got.
1: Well, going listen, on. you know, none of this happens. Uh, uh you, you, It comes with a team. We've had some great people over the years. This wouldn't happen without Tom. Uh This wouldn't happen without the Jen uh, being in my corner. Uh, all the PHP people—they know who they are, what they've done. All the and people—it's been a lot of work. This is this has been a this has been an effort for a long time. And by the way, man, you got also give credit to the enemies. I'm, I'm about to have a book being launched. In an ex- on December 5th, is going to come out. I'm excited about this book here. The title of the book is called Choose Your Enemies Choose Wiser. Your enemies, I am enemies, yeah. thankful for all so many of the enemies over the years Beautiful. because without you, it would have been boring. This is an exciting <laughs> game. Here's yeah. a crazy thing, though. As wild as this is, I am telling you right now, we're just getting warmed up. Oh I wish God, people so knew, good. Tom, what we're doing beyond closed doors. By the way,
4: it's been 100% radio <laughs> silent on my side. And my phone is getting blown up because a certain girl (laughs) wants to know if you know anybody because...
1: She wants a career in sports and all this. I know, bit. I know who she is, and she'll she'll get it. the next time we're going. She's going to go with us. It's blowing too.
0: up right now. PBD, <laughs> do me do me one last Listen, favor. Let me tell you, yesterday
1: yeah. the box we were getting was sixteen. I said, guys, can we get a different box? They're working on getting us a box with thir- twenty-six or thirty people to take everybody there. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna be freaking gonna, six. Oh it's gonna be awesome, dog. Myself. I will cry. It's gonna be great. If we walk in there, Pat, this is what we signed up for. I, I'm gonna cry. It's PBD. gonna
2: be
0: great. Do me one favor. This, yeah, this actually uh-huh. might be the most important message. If and when. There comes a time they ask you to throw out the opening. pitch. Oh my God, pitch. it's not gonna happen. To, I, need,
3: Pat, I need you to. I need you to. I'll
1: wear the V T shirt and I'll warm up that arm. We uh, can't well, have I'm, a moment where you're throwing in high left. I'm gonna bring coaches exactly. to work on me to say, listen, work on this arm. There's some kind of a 80 mile an hour yeah. pitch here, maybe. More like a 45-mile-an-hour pitch. So but funny. anyways. As Jeter okay.
4: said to Obama, don't bounce it. They will boo you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. That's what so he told so them. Listen. Uh, what? Super they excited. will boo you. <laughs> super excited. I want to get into the podcast, but I wanted to make this announcement that we did this. Beautiful. And uh, it's awesome. I appreciate all the support. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, while we're going into this, before we get into the podcast, let me real quick give a shout-out to the sponsor of this podcast, Masterworks. Uh, the economy right now is strange. One minute, uh, it's the end of the world. Adam's about to show the greed, fear index that we'll look Mm -hmm. at. Next minute, people are excited. Next minute, people are afraid. Nobody knows what's really going on, but here's what you can count on long-term. Everybody I know that is investors who call me with different opportunities, I tell them, call me with any non-duplicatable assets. What Masterworks allows you to do, for some of you that appreciate art, and you want to have some alternative investments, but you can't afford to buy a Picasso, a Banksy, or any of this stuff, or a Warhol. They allow you to buy shares in those pieces of art, and when they grow and it sells, you get to sell your shares. So it's a way of you know, diversifying your portfolio. So if you've never taken advantage of Masterworks, I highly recommend you go on the link below. I think at this point they have over 740,000 users with $750 million of assets under management, if you want to participate to see if you qualify, click on the link below. Go see Masterworks and take advantage of what these guys have to offer. Okay, let's get right into the economy. Uh, first things first, Tom. Fed chair sees long way to go on inflation fight. This is a New York Times story. When you turn on the news, you'll see Kramer saying it's back. All these fear, and all this, it's done. Everything's great. Everything. then the debate's like, well, listen, it's only seven stocks that are driving the market. No, stop being pessimistic. Things are great. Look at what's going on. They're not raising the rates anymore. Here's what Powell says. Powell addressed lawmakers stating that the United States has a long way to go in tackling inflation. Powell emphasized inflation pressures continue to run high, and the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. The Fed's recent decision, to keep interest rates unhing- unchanged after a series of increases does not indicate victory over inflation. Powell explained, given how far we've come, it makes, vi- it makes sense to move rates higher, but to do so at a more moderate pace. We compared it to slow slowing down as you get closer to your destination, seeking a delicate balance and cooling economic growth. Without overdoing it, the central bank's economic projections uh, suggest the possibility of two more quarter point rate increases this year. So, Tom, when you hear this story, you see where the S&P's at. You see where the market's at. Are we done with the market crash? Should we still stay paranoid? Are these rates done going up? You know, are, are property values going to go up? What's really going on with the economy?
4: Well, I, I want to give, I want to encourage everybody to think of it this way think of the economy right now in three chapters. Chapter one is the financial economy. You look up and you see the stock market doing good. Oh, the S&P 500, it's not far off from an all-time high. Why the bounce back in tech stocks? The things that are driving that are much different than the rest economy. And we'll just, and I'll bring it up with one point. Do you remember all the people that were laid off by tech? those people represent expenses. So now these tech companies have less expenses. Some of them haven't seen revenue up a lot. But if you have the same revenue and less expense, you have more profit, the stock price goes up. So that's what's going on. It is tech driving the stock market. Now that economy doesn't translate to the personal economy. Because for those stocks to bounce back, what did we just talk about? A bunch of layoffs. Mm -hmm. So there are people that are hurting. And we're going to talk a little bit later about amazing things are going on in uh, commercial real estate and housing in California as a result of that. So the financial economy is one thing. And you see at the stock market, the personal economy is quite another. And we just talked about how layoffs are impacting people. Now you step back to the housing economy, which is directly connected to the personal economy, because everybody needs a house, whether it's rent, or whether it's buy. And right now, the Fed is still uh, impacting the personal economy because interest rates aren't going to come down with allowing people to buy more houses for a while. And the Fed is saying we think it's slowing down, but they are probably going to raise the rate in July and then skip and then raise the rate in October. What that means is this 7% mortgage we're seeing right now, good credit. Thirty-year fixed uh, is still six seven five to seven right now. That's probably not going to change, which means you're going to still have pressure on housing. So, what's going on? Remember, you're actually seeing three pictures at once. You're seeing the stock market, you're seeing the housing market, you're seeing the personal market.
1: So, but here's a part, Tom, that that I gotta I gotta bring this up for the real estate people because they're they're giving this argument, and you got to give them credit. So, on page seventeen, if you want to go to it. Housing shortage fuels price bidding wars at homes for sale hits record low. Housing shortage fuels bidding wars as homes for sale hit record low. U.S. housing market faces a record low inventory of homes for sale with 1.4 million available homes in, my, in May, sparking intense bidding wars. Redfin attributes the shortage to homeowners feeling trapped by rising mortgage rates, resulting in seven, 7.1% year-over-year decrease in home inventory, in May, 37% of homes sold above listing prices, raising concerns about escalating bidding wars. New home uh, construction reached a three-decade high, driven by the motivation of builders to meet demand amid low existing home inventory. And then at the same time, U.S. housing starts surge most since 2016, talking about what's happening there in May all of a sudden, the largest margin since 2016, with a 21.7 percent jump to a 1.63 million annualized rate, surprising all economists' projections. Single-family home building also rose by 18.5 percent to a uh, to reach an 11-month high. When you see these numbers, what is this telling you?
4: So there's an interesting puzzle to break in here, but it'll make perfect sense with a few simple points. Point number one: When they say 37 percent of homes sold above lifting prices they don't tell you that that was the fewest number of homes sold in four years. So 37% of the fewest homes sold. So there's actually not a lot of sales going on for one simple reason. Vinny, if you had a 3% mortgage and you say, wow, maybe I'll sell my home and make $300,000 on it versus what I bought, then what? Then what do you do? You have to go get a 7% mortgage on your new house or a high rent or lease price if you want to do something in the interim. You're not going to do that. What are you going to do? Stay in your 3% mortgage home. You're also going to delay retirement moving to Florida, Arizona, or Palm Springs, and you're going to keep your home for, you know, maybe we'll just uh, wait a year before we downsize and move. That's happening. So the first thing has happened, there's not enough houses on the market. So the – And when there's few homes on the market, it's a shortage and prices go up. Hmm. Now then, you've got 7% interest rates, but prices are up. So the home builders are saying, now, wait a minute. Inflation makes labor up to build a house. It makes materials up to build a house. But if Pat and I had a house house building company, we would say, hey, Pat, prices are at an all-time high. And the Fed's not lowering rates probably for a couple years Pat, we could start houses right now because there's profit to be made because we're not going to be selling them at low prices. We're going to be selling them at high prices. Pat says, you know, Tom, you're right. Let's see if we can get permits and open up another home to homes and a little development to build. So the home builders are seeing high prices as an opportunity to build and make profits. At the same time, many people are staying in their homes, not selling them. So there's a variety of headlines going around in there, but the... The moral of the story at the end of the road is the housing market is constrained, but builders
1: see an opportunity to make a buck. Can you pull up this link? This is Jerome Powell. He's talking about the interest rates. And one of the folks from Fox Business, go to 37 minutes and 10 seconds if you can, uh, asks him a great question, Tom. And you have to see how he responds because right there, perfect. I want you to watch this if you can. uh, There you go. Watch this real quick with the question that's being asked of him.
3: Thank you for taking the question, um, Mr. Chairman. Edward Lawrence with Fox Business. Watch this. So I want to go back to comments you made about um, in the past, about unsustainable fiscal path. The CBO projects the federal deficit to be $2.8 trillion uh, in 10 years. The CBO also says that federal debt will be $52 trillion by 2033. At what point do you talk more firmly with lawmakers about fiscal responsibility? Because I'm assuming monetary policy cannot handle alone the inflation or keep that inflation in check with the higher level spending.
4: I don't do that. It's really not my job. We 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 hope and expect that uh, other policymakers will respect our independence on on monetary policy, and um, we don't see ourselves as uh, as you know the judges of appropriate fiscal policy. I will say, and many of my predecessors have said that we are on an unsustainable fiscal path, and, and that needs to be addressed over time. But I think trying to get into uh, uh, into that with uh, with lawmakers would be would be kind of uh, inappropriate given our independence and our need to stick to our knitting.
1: Yeah, but you can pause it right there. By the way, what an answer! He's right, but you know what he's asking him? He's asking him all this work you're doing to lower inflation, but Congress keeps pumping out money into the economy. It's as if you're no needed. Like like Congress is telling Powell, yeah, everybody says you're the most powerful man in America. No, you're not. We're the most powerful men and women in America, not you. Power the the purse. They can give you as much recognition as they want as long as we pump money into the economy, the economy and the market's going to keep going up, and it's going to be fine. It's like, this is not healthy. We keep delaying the pain that we got to go through. Nope, let's go into debt. Nope, let's go into debt. So as much as everybody is celebrating right now, this is going back, by the way, to all the realtors and loan officers... Congratulations to you. But guess what? We're going back to fake success again. So this time around, to some of the folks that made a lot of money and had a lot of fake success but didn't save it and you lost it all, this time around, instead of jumping into that Rolls Royce a little too early, wait three years. If you can make the same amount of income three years in a row and you start having some investments that are paying you outside of just your refinance and and houses you're selling – Get tighter with your own investments. I got friends that did it right. They're not affected at all. Matter of fact, they're doing great for themselves because they made the right investments. They're okay. But some of the guys that lived a fast life, they lost everything and they're in a bad situation. Unfortunately, I've been through this when I was in my early 20s and I made the money and I was like, boom, this thing disappeared. Wait a minute, what was this all about? You got to learn that lesson. And, And last but not least, if there's more inventory, if there's less inventory, that means they're not selling more. Here's the other question, Tom. The same loan that I'm getting, if, prop, if values are going up, oh, that house was 400000 now 700000 700000 mm-hmm. 700, now $1 million. Did my income also increase by 40%? Has the median income in America increased? Nope. Is the average income, did we all of a sudden get a massive raise in our salary? Are most people going to be able to afford these increases to buy those homes? I don't think so. So we're still; it's still going to be early on what to do with this. I know you have some thoughts on the economy. If you want to kind of go through your uh, yeah. fear-greed index and kind of share with us your thoughts
4: on that point, back-end ratios. You know what back-end ratios are, and you're being uh, uh, evaluated for a loan. But a lot of banks had gone conservative down to thirty-two, thirty-five, and what we're reading now is banks are up to forty.
0: So we we cover the fear-greed index from time to time, right? Um, basically. Be fearful when people are greedy. Be greedy when people are fearful. And we we, we, we reference this, you know, Once in a monthly, while. quarterly, yeah, what yeah. have you. The last time I think we did this was maybe like two, three months ago. I remember six months ago, it was extreme it was, fear. Yeah. I don't check this every single day. I don't check the market. I used to, you know, red, green, red, green, red, green, red, green, and everything like that. I checked it today. No clue what to expect. Did not know where the fear greed index would be. Let's take a look at where it is today. Boom. Extreme mm-hmm. greed. greed, 79. Actually, a week ago was, I think, 83. Scroll down just a little bit. Okay. Keep going. No, I'll go back up. All right. Um, oh, I should say it on the yeah, right. One there year it is. Ago, so one year ago, one year ago I'm in scared. the economy. 26. Extreme fear. Okay. Extreme. People were paranoid. Mm-hmm. Last year in 2022, the market, the S&P 500, was down what, Tom? 18%. Incredible. Okay, down 18 percent. Recession. Yep. Two consecutive quarters of negative GB- GDP growth. Is it a recession? How do you define a recession? The White they're, House is changing the definition. They're moving yeah. the goalposts. What's a recession? Yeah. Well, I don't know. The Post, housing market. What's going on hangover, right now? Where'd my profits go? Yeah. But slowly but surely, chug it, 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 chug U.S. economy bounce back, baby. So right now, I think as of today, 2022, the S P 500 was down 18 percent for the first six months of the year. I think we're up 15%. We're closing in on um, all-time highs again. I remember in 2020, do you guys remember this? Stock market was approaching 30,000. It's March 2020. Boom, COVID hits. Black Swan event. You don't know what to expect. Market tanks down 35%. You know you're in a group chat with all your friends he's like yeah i heard about this a couple weeks ago i got out people are like "Fuck you why don't you tell me buddy like <laughs> now nah, i got out of the market i pulled my cash out boom yeah. six months later markets back and then some yep. record highs okay so people are like well, should i have taken it out should i have not you know they say it's not about timing the market it's about time in the market play the long game i'm not a day trader i'm a decade trader that's how investing works you can't i know so many day traders who claim they make millions but I know so many who lose so much freaking money. You, by the way, that's the very
1: good feedback you're giving. You ain't lying. If you're playing the long game, you're going to be fine. If you're a day trader versus a decade trader, what a statement to say. Yeah, I'm not a day trader. I'm a decade no. trader. That's and- that's the best way to look at business, life, uh, parenting, relationships, friendships, investment, portfolio. It's a very uh, good feedback there. Thank you, but, sir. But- and the,
0: the, Can I give one more thing? Okay, so. Um, You know, the whole premise is buying the S&P 500. Just why buy individual stocks when you can buy the entire market, right? Why be an active investor? You can be a passive investor and basically just keep your money in the market and just don't look at it and just look at it 10 years later. Holy shit, I'm a millionaire. That's what happened to me. So, um, but... You know, remember uh, Tom? What was it? Fang, F A A N G. A handful of years ago, that's everyone's obsessed and with. Fang. Yeah. You added one more. If you added one more, and that was what? Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix. Netflix Nobody's using that N Google. anymore, right? And then Google. And then what did they add to that? Uh, there is uh, Amazon and Apple. And Amazon and Those Apple. So now, uh, not not the acronym guy. Now the new number is eminent. Okay, because there's seven stocks that are basically carrying the S and P 500 these days. These seven stocks make up 26% of the S&P 500 total weight. Um, These seven stocks, which I'll give you right now, this Aminent, Apple, Alphabet, Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, and then the new darling of the last few years, Nvidia. NVIDIA. And then you got Tesla, which basically bounced back. We all know what Elon Musk is doing. One hundred and seven on January tenth. So 10th. <laughs> interesting to me. We just talked about in, in uh, twenty twenty three that in the last six months the market's up fifteen percent after last year's down eighteen percent. But um, if you eliminate if you eliminate those seven stocks, right from the overall numbers, the market would be down close to one percent. So those seven stocks are basically carrying the market. But this is why you need to buy the entire market. Because let's just use one case as an example. I'm going to borrow your terminology, case example. If you were shorting Meta, because Meta last year they changed their name from Facebook to Meta, yep. disaster. Everyone thinks that they're going to be partying in the metaverse. Hold on, let me buy some real assets. Meta was down 64% in 2022. 64%. People were calling for the death of Meta. What are you guys? What are you doing, Mark Zuckerberg? You freaking idiot! Changing your name, Facebook to Meta. What's Meta's uh, stock price up this year? Ninety-eight point five percent bounce back. Facebook, Meta. So after laying off th- how many? Yeah, thousands of thousands. people. How many th- layoffs are profitable? Maybe. There you go. So um, play the long game, my friends. That's how
1: you do it. By the way, did you guys hear about what Twitter just did? No. Did you hear the news about Twitter, Tom? Or no? Uh,
4: this morning, this I'm, is breaking.
1: I'm, this is this is the, the the amount of employees now they have based on CNBC. Rob, I think I may have even texted you this. Type in, type in, C, uh, type in. Tw- there you go, right there. Click on that right there. Twitter, Tom, look at this. Tell me this isn't crazy. Twitter is now down to fewer than 550 <laughs> what? full-time what? engineers. What? Wow. Twitter. So zoom in a little bit. <laughs> Internal records show that Twitter has shed about 80% of its employees since Elon Musk took over. Wow. Headcount has hovered on 1,300 full-time employees today with fewer than 550 full-time engineers. One former Twitter engineer says that the remaining team will be spread thin and will likely have a hard time maintaining the service. While adding new features, in addition to 1,300 full-time employees, the new owner, CEO Elon Musk, has authorized about 130 people from its other companies, including Tesla, SpaceX, and the Boring Company, to work for the social media business. Wow. Think about that. When you create a unique culture, question came about uh, uh, on one of the masterminds we were doing this week. A guy says, you know, matter of fact, no, it was actually a conversation I was having yesterday with a good friend. A guy says, you know, what do you do in a situation like this when you're taking over a company and you're Elon, okay? Do you fire everybody? They don't like working for a guy like you where you're not, you're not letting people work from home. You want people to be there every day. You want people driving. And all of a sudden, like, they see you as a dictator, Elon. They don't see you as a, what's the word, a uh, understanding, compassionate, <laughs> Boss, empathetic, empathetic. Yeah. you know, somebody who values lowering anxiety and all this stuff, listen, anxiety if you are afraid of anxiety and and mental issues you go through don't join a startup and don't work for a founder. (laughs) Let me say that one more time. If you're worried about your anxiety, never work for a founder, never be part of a startup. Go work for a big company that nobody knows what the hell you're doing when you leave work. If you leave Friday at 2.30, nobody knows at a big company. At a small company, you leave work at 2.30, everybody knows when you leave at 2.30. Some people don't like that, but you know what else is the benefit of working with a guy like Elon? Here's what happens when you work with a guy like Elon. Five, 10 years later, when there is a going public opportunity or an experience like that, and you're sitting there saying, Babe, did you see how much money just hit the <laughs> account? Did these yeah. people know we're like regular people? That, that, yeah. That's like a big check. Yeah, but don't act like you were it. <laughs> yeah, so this is a great meeting. Probably, well, let yeah. me give you my <laughs> feedback about what's taking yeah. place here. Nothing but, to see here. But you have to. You have to. I asked Peter. I said, Peter. You ever worked with a crazy founder before? Not like this. <laughs> <laughs> ever seen something like this? I'm like, well, that's what's going to take. So it's not for everybody, but good for Elon for driving it. Yeah. I got to tell you, to me, when I see what's going on, yesterday I, um, I posted a video where I was talking to Mehdi Hassan.
3: Yeah. and made uh, him some.
1: What a sweetheart he is. He responded. Can you pull up the tweet with him yeah. responding? He's such a
3: sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The
1: level of like... Uh, uh, there's, He's a sweetheart. There, there's certain words I would say when I when I think about a guy yeah. like this. Like Wholesome. They, yeah, uh, I was, awesome, yeah go, nice. go up a little bit. Keep going up. It's we somewhere in the reaction if you just keep going up. Uh, no, you were good. Yeah, keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. He actually made a video about um, No, no. He, resp- he retweeted and oh. he responded to it. And I want to, uh, Rob to show. The guy tweets like, you know, he's tweeted 160,000 times, 150,000 times. It's a lot of hard. tweets. He's written like 17 Bibles is what he's written just based on his tweets. <laughs> okay, right there. Zoom in right there on his response. And I have no idea who you are, but since you're asking and assuming, go actually read the book, especially the chapter on Gish galloping, and then come back to me. All may become clear to you. Mehdi, I am enamored by your fame, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so amazed by how amazing of an, and a famous person you are and more power to you. Keep kicking ass with what you got going on there. But the point is, when you're talking about all these things that we're doing here with the, uh, with the business, right, when you're going through a certain market, these guys are still defending Peter Hotez. Every day, Peter Hotez is tweeting 20 times, sharing articles of people saying why he shouldn't debate RFK. So what do you think when somebody, if you go to Peter Hotez's Twitter profile, just go to his Twitter profile. We've been talking about this guy a lot because, uh, by the way, Peter, I hope you say thanks to Joe Rogan because we're going to show the influence of Joe Rogan. Check this out. Look how many followers he's got. How many followers does he have on Twitter? What's the number? Four fifty-five. Write that down. Can you write it down so we can remember? Four hundred and fifty-five point one. Four hundred and fifty-five point one. Okay. There we go. Zoom in a little bit so we can see all the tweets. Skip that one because that one he's selling COVID. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so keep. So he's uh, keep going. Every one of these tweets is about why he shouldn't debate anybody. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep wow, going. Keep going. Likes. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Joe Rogan wants a scientist to debate uh, a vaccine denier. Turning him down was the right thing to do. Vox. <laughs> Next one. You know, thank you for Peter Hotez for sharing the new piece from Time Magazine. RFK is a peddling and extraordinary amount of disinformation about vaccines on a daily basis. So what's the article Peter retweets? RFK is dead wrong about vaccines. <laughs> Time Magazine. Right? <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, yeah. But, Pillar of knowledge there. Yeah. So, so now, now go to Social Blade, Rob, if you can do that. Go to Social Blade. Go to SocialBlade.com. And then go to the to top right where it says YouTube. Change it to Twitter. There you go. And type in Peter Hotez, his name. Okay, this is called the power of Joe Rogan. No, no, you got to put them together. You got to put them together. Yeah, just put, just put the name together. There you go, like there that. Go. Perfect. So now watch this. Look at this. Go down. Look how many followers he was getting. Go lower, lower, slowly. Go lower, 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 lower. That's oh, it's spike not right letting there. you. Go lower, go lower. Keep going lower. Right there. He was not getting any followers. All of a sudden, Joe Rogan's made him famous. Wow. Punch zoom in him. a little bit. Zoom in.
0: Yeah, Peter Hotels was not a household name. As of
1: 7,400, 38,000, 55,000, 13,000, 3,900. It's called The Power of Joe Rogan. Something all of these mainstream media people hate that a Joe Rogan has this kind of influence where he says one thing and the army shows up. Who is this guy? Yeah. And by the way, he helps you find your audience. Because the people that don't like Joe Rogan say, "Oh my God, another person that doesn't like Joe. Let me go follow him." Hey, Doctor Peter Hotes, I'm your number one fan. So, Doctor Hotes, next time you're in Austin, uh, I don't know if Joe has time, but if you do, if you're in Austin, maybe go to his comedy club, have a laugh or two on the comedians he has there. But uh, what a sweetheart! You think community he's sending a Joe
0: Rogan a Christmas card this know, Christmas? After all, leave a nice thousand for the waitress. Followers they'll be talking got. about
1: you. Yeah, yeah. But again. You're, you're sitting here wondering who seems like the one that has courage, the one that is questioning authority and the other one that is defending authority. Folks, if you're listening to this, you're part of one of two camps. You're questioning authority that's forcing people to do certain things they didn't want to do or you're, you know, defending authority. And now, listen, I'm not telling you anything about law and order. Of course, there's something called law and order. But some people that force certain things down people's throat, maybe we ought to question them to see if that was yeah, right. Yeah, and, and it's
3: not like Pat, the, like questioning the authority. Like the authority hasn't been screwing us mm-hmm. forever. You got to be on the on the other side. You know what this reminds me of? When something like this happens, if you have the facts, look
4: at history. If you have the facts, you're running to the microphone to debate, and you're fearless about it. Yep. When people have the facts, they're after that microphone and they want to be heard when you don't have the facts you have all you get all your people to say oh tell them all the reasons why you shouldn't do it tell them all the reasons why you shouldn't do it you know what it reminds me of pat it reminds me of a certain letter in washington that had 50 signatures on it that said nothing to see here from the quote intelligence community and uh joe biden it's like no 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 we don't want to talk about it we just want to look to a letter that says 50 people saying uh nothing to see here and i'll sign this letter that's what O'Tez is doing right now. He is out there a coward. Doctor, you are a coward, mm-hmm. and you are having all of your friends just basically embrace, promote, and project your cowardice. You refuse to go out, and you've got proxies out there saying, oh, don't do it, to give yourself the line in the opening not to do it. If you had the facts, sir, and you could stand up to the heat of debate, sir, you would be in the arena. You, sir, are a coward.
0: Vinny, tell people out there what it means when someone shouts, nothing to see here. Yeah, like when, if you, and I'm pretty sure everybody in the audience has, when you,
3: when you go up to, like, a, like, something has happened, and there's cop cars, maybe there's a fire, somebody was killed, and whenever a cop goes, hey, move along, there's nothing to see here, you know what that means, Tom? There was a mob hit, and there's, there's somebody every, famous on the ground. Yeah, there's definitely something to see there, and I, Tom, I agree, it's like, you are the professional, and you have people that aren't a professional in your field, an expert, what are you so scared of? It's the truth, bro. And notice all those fact-checkers, Tom. We didn't have fact-checkers until the truth really started coming out. Now you have to check check our fact. Get out of here, bro. They're all, they're all full of crap. <laughs> nothing well, to see I mean, here. Nothing to see here.
1: Tom, Keep that moving. was a that was an interesting response you had there for uh, our, our friends uh, over there. But, okay, so let's go to the next story here. BlackRock and J.P. Morgan helped to set up Ukraine re- Reconstruction Bank. This is a Financial Times story on page 15. Tom, I'm going to come to you again today. It's kind of like... Uh, it is dark day. Economy, economy, economy. We haven't had this for a minute. BlackRock and JPMorgan Chase are collaborating with the Ukrainian government to establish the Ukraine Development Fund, a reconstruction bank aimed to attract private investment for rebuilding projects after the conflict with Russia. The World Bank estimates that Ukraine would require $411 billion for reconstruction, a figure that has increased due to recent Russian attacks. The fund aims to raise low-cost capital from governments, donors, and international financial institutions and leverage it to attract significant private investment, aiming for a ratio of 10 to 30 times the initial capital. The Development uh, Finance Bank will identify investment opportunity in sectors like infrastructure, climate, and agriculture to make them appealing to long-term investors. What is this really all about, Tom? Are we tied to this as taxpayers, or is this purely BlackRock and J.P. Morgan's money?
4: I don't know what they're with BlackRock and J.P. Morgan are going to start with. So they're basically raising a fund. The fund will be private investment and institutions, governments, donors. So when it says governments, that means taxpayers. So all this money, they're raising a fund. We're going to put money in a barrel. What are we going to do? We're telling you that we can give you. What did they just say? Up to 30x, Pat? Mm hmm. 30x, how many people come and talk to us about value attainment investment, group investments? And we're talking 2x, 5x on like startups over the first five years. They're talking 30x. Translation, They're the banks of the world are coming together because they feel there's going to be a Feeding frenzy to rebuild Ukraine because we know Ukraine's important. They're the breadbasket of Europe, farming uh, and manufacturing. They're very important. And once the smoke clears, no um, metaphor there, if the smoke of war clears, this thing's going to need to get rebuilt. And these banks are coming in to build the fund, and some of it's going to be on taxpayers who go do it. And if any of this fails, if a war restarts or it trips and stumbles, you know who's going to be the backstop for this? Mm taxpayers because federal government and the U- UN are going to come right back in. If you think the bailout of banks, regional banks on um, commercial you know, real estate was bad in America, wait till you see the bailout of a country. So that's that's what's going on here. They are stepping in. And you know what? We've seen it before in history, folks. We've seen it before. It wasn't a bank, but it was Halliburton that got all those contracts for power stations, (laughs) um, uh, sewage treatment plants, a big infrastructure that makes cities go, Um, you know, uh, you know, roads, power, you know, uh, power transport, transmission lines, communications and power plants. Remember, Remember all the contracts that Halliburton got? and People are saying, this is cronyism. Dick Cheney made sure all of his friends at Halliburton got that. Remember all those headlines? Mm-hmm. Remember what's going on? Let me tell you, this is what's going on. But it's just the banking sign that says, hey, 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 hang, hang on, hang on. BlackRock, J.P. Morgan, head of the line. We will make the loans. You need a loan for a power plant? Vinny, come on in here. We have a fund here. What's yeah. the interest on it? Well, we're going to make 30x on you Yeah. For the, for the investors. That's what's going on, folks. This is... Look, Ukraine needs to be rebuilt, but this is – we've seen it before with Halliburton. There's some favored players that are going to come in here and get it done. That's what's going on.
3: And, bro, James O'Keefe yesterday, Pat, and look, this is yeah. on page 10. He, uh, he dropped a bombshell video that one of, uh, uh, one of the recruiters at BlackRock, Serge Varley, you know what he said? He goes, war is real fucking good – sorry for my French uh, – good for business. Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. It's exciting. And he also said, uh, "For ten thousand, for ten grand, you can buy a senator. It doesn't matter who wins; they're in my pocket." And he said, "This is the best one: uh, buying politicians to the global market." He says, uh, "It's not who is the president; it's who's controlling the wallet of the president." Mm-hmm. This is somebody. At BlackRock, yeah. caught on camera. And so this they're is not even hiding. Like, you know what I mean? Pat just said it.
4: You just said it a few minutes ago. We control the dollars, yep. right? The Fed controls the rates and things like this. But it's the government that keeps spending, pumping money in there with all the spending. We control it. Pat, when you were saying we, you met the House of Representatives of U.S.
0: Congress, right? The drunk sailors currently spending our future. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this $10,000, dollars will get you a senator yeah. in your pocket right there. Speaking of lining your pockets, uh, $10,000 <laughs> That's, that's to, it? to BlackRock? Yeah. Okay, you're talking about a group, a bank, a conglomerate, yeah. with AUM assets under management? Yeah. Close to 10 Trillion 11. At the do- is it 11? 11. Fact check. That's what we got PBD here. And then right behind that. 11 trillion. And right behind that. Yeah, let me check it. Uh, right behind that, you got Vanguard, what? Seven and a half trillion? Trillion dollars. And then State Street, what? Close to three and a half trillion dollars. So collectively, these three, would you call them asset managers? What would you call <laughs> them? Banks, whatever?
1: Hedge funds. What do you call
0: these? What do you call these? Just massive conglomerates the, the, the it's it's the asset head, managers it's
4: the, like yeah it's asset managers yeah. which is a combination of hedge funds and PE so and it's just stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of, of these money. guys
0: if you add this all up you got 11 you got seven you got three and a half you're talking about tw- over 21 trillion dollars these three asset managers are close to the GDP of the entire United States and above China you know so what's the GDP of the United States right now 22 trillion. 25 trillion what is it at this point so china's in the in the high uh double digits in uh what 18 trillion whatever the number is it's freaking trillions at this point but that's how powerful blackrock is so for them to cut 10 grand to buy a little Senate or whatever 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 10 grand thing
3: okay. is nothing
0: it's nothing no.
1: it just means how cheap those guys are but they got they got a lot of influence man these these companies uh have a lot of influence and power right now and they're pushing their weight they're not slowing down at all Uh, Let's see here with the story of uh, Disney. Disney Elemental, which features non-binary characters, flops in opening weekend. Um, Let's look at the numbers. Disney, man, they're they're just going after flops after flops after flops right now. So Pixar's film Elemental, featuring the studio's first non-binary character, earned only $29.5 million on its opening weekend, marking the lowest opening ever for Pixar. The film's underperformance added... To Disney's recent uh, string of controversial decisions in the entertainment industry, including a subscriber loss on Disney Plus and the elimination of 75 positions at Pixar Studios. The inclusion of elements like critical race theory in shows uh, such as Proud Family, Louder and Louder and uh, Prouder, uh, not, not Louder and Crowder, uh, Louder right, and Prouder, right, a sparked controversy. Pixar's uh, previous film, Lightyear also faced difficulties at the box office. Some attributed the poor reception to the the depiction of same-sex relationships, suggesting that the audience may have been asked too much. Tom, is America kind of getting sick of this, or are we still at a point of tolerance? Hey, let's be tolerant with these movies and cartoons. I think
4: America is on the... I'm going to give a summary here, and this may get me shot at, but this is the summary I see. I look around America, and I see people working straight people, gay people, all kinds of folks at their offices and civic groups, PTA at their school. And they're trying to live in harmony and there's people that have wanted marriage rights for a long time, John Roberts decision, Supreme Court gave them that. And then along comes this whole trans thing and which really is devolved into the Bud Light saga, the Target saga, Um, school boards, things we're teaching kids. And there are gay couples that are right there protesting the same thing because they don't want their kids taught young. And I think all of that is coming together saying, damn it, we've had about enough of this. And there was no picket lines for Disney Elemental. You know what it was? Nobody took their kids to see it. Nobody reached into their pocket to pay, you know, the $20 a ticket for the uh, 3D, you know, version of it with the glasses. And they said, I've had enough of it. And they said, I've had enough of Bud Light. And I said, I have enough of Disney's Elemental. I live in a diverse world. Stop trying to take an ultra minority of that and get crazy. And I, I, I really think that the, the tide is turning and there, there's also core, you know, lesbian and gay couples that are also tired of it, who also want to bring their kids up certain ways and also don't like the portrayal. Uh, I but- think it's and that's that's my point. I want I'll tell you one of the best managers I ever had, um, you know, in my court in the corporate p- part of my life, one of the best managers I had, you know, it was gay and it didn't matter he was a great guy and a great leader and he and he drove in my I'm talking about my corporate existence you know and you know, there there's nothing there. And the fact that he was gay or not gay didn't matter. And I think America lives in that. It's like if you're gay or not gay, it it doesn't matter. But all the wokism and all the stuff around trans and what's going on, Bud Light and now Disney and others, I think more than just straight America
3: is fed up with it. But Tom, the I but well, from what we're seeing though, because you, you you went through the list with Bud Light and sports and this and all that, it's like they're they're not stopping though. You know what I mean? They're they're still being relentless, they're not. They're not seeing the – do you think that – like, what is the ultimate goal of this push of just this little, little minority group? Like, what's the the end game? I think you have a lot of corporate PR people and CEOs that are wimps. And why can't you walk
4: to the microphone that says, there's been gay people working at our company for – 50 years, you know, we've got equal medical programs, we've got, you know, spousal arrangements, we have all these things that we've done for regardless of who you are, just come take a job and do a good job. Mm-hmm. And I, where is that CEO? And where are those PR people saying, time out? You know, we've, we've recognized th- th- these things that work among us. Why do we have to take this other step? Why do we have to have tuck-friendly kids swimsuits for age five? Are you kidding me? Yeah, is, that's over the waterfall. That's where it is, and I, I think that there's, there's got to be And by, by Texas Rangers, Texas Rangers have said baseball is for everybody. And we have everybody in our audience, and we feel no need to have a special celebration of anything that may or may not be on the fringe. Everybody's here at watching Texas Rangers, and everybody's welcome to be here. Where is that voice in the rest of America? Because rest of America is going to say, hey, that sounds like common sense. And I think common sense is going to make a comeback. And it's been drowned out this year
3: by these fringes. Yep. And it's funny that the, the people aren't saying anything, but they're showing it with their money. And they're not showing up to all these, you know what I mean? All the events, all the movies and everything. It's like the silent, the silent majority is, is happening with the money. So good for them.
4: And hear me now, hear me clearly. I'm not against anybody. You are who you are in a nation where the laws and the freedoms are to be that. But when you step over the edge and you get in the face of people's kids and you want to train their kids while they're at school and they're underage, you're no longer about personal freedom to be who you are. You're diving down in the lives of their kids. And guess what? You're pissing America off.
1: Yep. Yeah. You, you were about to sound like the Reverend from back in the days. We're not against rap. But We're we not are against rappers, against, but we are, we are against, against those, those thugs, 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 thugs. But by the way, I want to show it's you this. So Brandon showed me this yesterday. This is a Gallup report that just came in. Fewer in the U.S. say same-sex relations are morally acceptable. Interesting. This is the first time it's gone down. Tom, take a look at this. 64% down from 71% say same-sex relations are morally acceptable. Slightly more, 60%, than last year say death penalty is morally okay. Birth control, divorce, still most widely viewed as morally acceptable. So, And by the way, this is Gallup. This is not Fox. This is not CNN. This is purely Gallup. If you want to go a little lower to see the moral issues on where we're at, on on, uh, how people are looking at this, 22 to 23, birth control, uh, change is what? Minus 4%. uh, Divorce, minus 3%. Sex between unmarried men and women, minus 4%. Having a baby outside of marriage, unchanged. Gambling minus two, gay or lesbian relations, the biggest one. Minus 7% people are like, yeah, I don't know if that's morally acceptable. That's Gallup that's saying Mm -hmm. this. Medical research using stem cells, uh, unchanged. Can you zoom in a little bit? Death penalty went up. People are supporting death penalty. That went up. Buying and wearing clothes made of animal fur. Oh, that's going to be upsetting certain (laughs) people here. Zero percent. Doctor-assisted suicide. Wow, I didn't know Hillary minus was two. a doctor. <laughs> abortion unchanged. Medical, by the way, it's interesting that abortion is unchanged. Fifty-two, fifty-two. Medical testing on animals minus four. Sex between teenagers minus three. Pornography minus two. Minus four. By the way, it's as if America became more conservative in the last year. Crazy. <laughs> What, it's what, right. What are the numbers that have the, the the greatest increase or decrease? If you can scroll it's back the, up, it's gay. It's it's gay or lesbian minus seven. It's the five. Seven there is nothing that's a greater about... change than that. Wow. Nothing of being that, morally acceptable of not being morally acceptable. They're not open nah. to it. They're less open to it than they were a year ago. This is America. But they went up right? on the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. They want <laughs> to kill is... people.
0: What was the top of the article called right there?
1: American yeah. opinion of moral issues. Oh, there was another 22. article
0: that that he. I think the top of the article you read about, so with with this whole moral stance. How how do you process this? I'm curious. When you hear this, how do you process this? I
4: I happen to believe that when you have an overamplification of anything in society, what happens is people will be pushed. People are pushed back um, into the corner of their core belief. And I think what we're seeing here is lawlessness, um, from what happened with the BLM riots. It's not about the point of um, of rights and, 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 and racial equality in this country. It was how it was executed, how it was pushed back. Defund the police makes people feel insecure. I think when you take all those out and you push them, what happens is it's a purification process of what their core beliefs are. And it doesn't surprise me the survey would go up. I'd like to see the survey from right now to two years from now after a new president and when people have had time to think about a little bit. I'd love to see that, to see did it push back a little bit and then they kind of come back to where they were.
1: The, you, you know what it is? I think, I think this could be called the tolerance index. You know how we have the greed. Uh, uh, fear, uh, greed fear. index, yeah. It needs to be called the tolerance index because this is kind of how tolerance works. Which, which religion is the most tolerant religion?
0: Christianity.
1: Christianity is the most tolerant religion. Yeah. I mean, you can put Christianity. Um,
0: Judaism is pretty tolerant. I would
1: say Judaism and Christianity is, but I would say, God forbid you say something about, you know, a Jewish, uh, 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 what do you say, uh, uh Wow, you know, when you think about Jews and their money and their this and that, yeah. you could actually get so canceled. Any
4: criticism you sound out, you cannot say
1: it about Christianity. You can say whatever you want about Christianity. You, you can say whatever you want, you want about, about Christianity. Christianity, right? So, th- so to say, yeah. the most tolerant religion is who? Christianity. I think so. So the gays have to thank Christians for being yeah. the most tolerant because yeah. the Christians are sitting there saying, "Hey, as long as you're doing your own thing." Yeah, but even- for, the gay community, LGBT, cannot thank the uh, Muslim community because no the Muslim way. community is not going to be like, "Hey, man." You want to come out of here for us to do X, Y, Z? Nah, it's not going to happen. L- live your life privately. Do whatever you want. It's not going to be a public thing that we're going to create a Pride Month for you. Yeah. And we're going to recognize you. I think Americans are kind of sitting there saying, well, you know what? This tolerance thinks maybe there's a limit for it. And you cross the line. We-, we were tolerant with you. Now you're abusive. And now you're disrespecting us. Now you're insulting mm-hmm. us. And we're going to pump the brakes right here. Yeah. Yeah. That index could be called the tolerance index.
3: Pat, do, do you think, how much do you think is the trans, well, like Tom was talking about, the trans... Movement is is affected at minus seven, where people are just like, listen, we were totally cool, everybody was chilling. Now this one little, mi- it's like it's like having that yes. drunk uncle. The trans movement is like having that drunk uncle that shows up to the barbecue. You're like, we're. We were having yeah. fun. Now you're taking your right. pants off. You're you're jumping in the right. pool. You're causing a fight. That how much do you think that that is reflecting in that minus? A massive, seven? a it's massive huge, amount. massive amount. It's, massive
0: it's, amount. I don't know anybody that has a problem with gay people. Never. Or have, no. Lesbian, like nobody. Yeah. It's been decades since that's even been an issue in this country. Yep. The tea's resolved too. John tees, Roberts' decision are, resolved the tea stuff. The teas are messing messing it all. And up. the kids stuff. Yeah. The drag stuff. Yeah. The grooming it, stuff. Yeah. Correct. All of a sudden it's I, like. Ah, It's not not just awareness
4: of the trans.
0: Yeah, that's not
4: awareness of a of of a self identifying group. It's not what it is. It's when they've crossed over into the family, into product, into 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 education,
3: indoctrination, and conformity. Got you. And
4: everybody else is saying, wait, 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 get off my lawn.
3: Yeah. And and I and I hate how they they turn it to like we're us talking like this this right now. People are like they're transphobic. No, 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 no. I'm not phobic i'm not afraid of sp- like tri- like it's like arachnophobe i'm not scared of you nobody's scared of shit it's just listen we feel you you're going through some you know uh mental stuff and i hope that you, you can get better and everything but pushing it down our throats pushing it down our kids throats and then like i said doing all those shows where you're just butt naked in front of kids what what is what it, yeah. how is that uh, furthering your
4: phobic means fear
3: right yeah i'm not scared of well, anything yeah I am
4: not transphobic. I am not afraid of you. You want to meet at the school board and you want to try to force education on kids. Mm -hmm. There are people that are not transphobic. They are not afraid of you and they will meet you on the steps of the courthouse and they will hit you in the mouth to show they are not afraid of you. Yeah, exactly. It's not about being transphobic. It's like, it's like trans. Hey, I've always felt this way. And so I cross dress and this is what it is. And I'm trans. Okay. There's that. But then, and I think I should go to the school board, and I think there should be books. There should be this and this and this and this. It's like, wait, 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 we just went from you identifying yourself as trans and some things there to now crossing over, and you want to indoctrinate my kids, my be- wait, 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 wait. There's the line. Yeah. That's the line, and that's what's going on. And. You know, that's where they want to say, oh, you're transphobic. I'm, no, they're not transphobic. They're pissed off at you. There's a big difference. Yeah, you. You
0: know, MLK famously said, don't judge me by the color of my skin, by the content of my character. What if yeah. my question is, like, I don't ever introduce myself and be like, hey, Pat, I'm a heterosexual man. I like having sex yeah. with women. My preferred uh, positions are dog style. And like, that's never my lead story. Okay. But, I grew up Jewish in Miami. I was an athlete in high school. Nobody does that. It's, it's not how it works. But when you they, they throw that out first, of like this is how I sexually identify. This is what my sexual proclivity is, and this is how you need to accept me. It's like, bro, I just want you to get the job done. And it's like, that's the lead story, and nobody cares. I gotta
1: tell you, though, you did that so naturally. Like, (laughs) I I wonder if that's how you flirt with girls at (laughs) bars. Hey, Mary, I'm Andy, Adam this, I'm straight, and I prefer this. Yeah, yeah. Are you open to leaving the club right now or the bar right now? That seemed a little too natural. It's like a script. Listen, uh, you know, practice makes perfect. My name is Adam.
4: 16% of the men in this bar are straight. I'm one of them.
1: (laughs) That's true. Wow. I like that. Wow. By the way, can you imagine if a shirt started trending, it says, I'm straight. <laughs> yeah. If you just started selling the shirt says I'm straight. Oh my god! And people are looking at us. Oh, it's me too. Yeah. you too. Oh. Me too. No, yeah. but that's great. That's yeah. sick. It becomes like a secret yeah. club. <laughs> hashtag I'm straight. or like, like instead it,
3: of Pride it, Month, it, like it's it's America it's okay okay to be straight, straight. Day. <laughs> Like hey guys, I'm sorry, but you know what? I like women. But that's it, my. It's interesting that we're
0: having this conversation straight. on Pride Month. Have you seen what Elon Musk has been slowly dripping out there? with the flag. What are you doing? With the LGBT yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag? That was hilarious. What He'll he be like, yesterday. "Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, what? What country is this flag from? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, where did it come from? Where are these people from? Like, Elon Musk is slowly. He's a funny. I don't know he's if a he's a yet, troll. Red pill. I don't, no, he's troll. a troll. He's a troll. But he is not a fan of the rainbow mafia. Yeah. trans for sure. Yeah. What do you think it is? What do you? Th- We've been studying Elon. Adam, why do you think he's doing this? I think, you know, common sense prevails and it's just becoming complete overreach. And, you know, how many people from that community, from the far, far left of that community, have been calling for his head? There's so many people that hate Elon Musk now. Oh, my God. Because he is an entrepreneur. He's made his billions. He's uh, a capitalist. He's a defender of free speech. And, you know, he's, he's an easy line. target, and he's not falling in line, and he's a free thinker. And it's uh, it's interesting to see the pushback that he's getting right there, but he's a very, very necessary voice in the world. Dude, today. he put his he put his money where his mouth
3: is so we can have our speech, and I respect the hell out of him. Hey, Adam,
0: you just traveled. You were
4: in Romania, then you went to Israel. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get yelled at for mentioning your vacation plans, but it's like you went around and you were at some places there. What did you see out there? When you compare what's happening in American cities with, you know, woke demonstrations, things are going on, compared to where just last week you were...
0: Yeah, the well, it was actually pretty interesting because um, I was in Jerusalem, one of the most... Holiest places on the planet. I and mean, you just want to talk traditional, conservative, holy, religious cities. I didn't see one pride flag in Jerusalem. But in Tel Aviv, my friend... Forget it. Oh, man, it was everywhere. Really? Everywhere in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv, very liberal city. Tel Aviv is big party. Tel Aviv is South Beach partying, going out, beach nightlife, and they just had their their pride. I mean, they're a very proud country. I mean, yeah. most countries are proud. There's a lot of Israeli flags. Yeah, Star of, of David. Course, of course. I when I tell you there were more pride flags in Tel Aviv really than there were. Their nation's flag. I was shocked. Look, like, you wanna have a pride flag? That's cool. But to have it everywhere w- w- was was quite shocking. It Did you say you like, <laughs> <laughs> that? Like Shabbat Shalom. Shut Shabbat. Shabbat. Did you get any of those guys? <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I oh think, my uh, goodness!
3: I'm thing. <laughs> <laughs> Attention
4: editors, that's an emergency short clip. Oh it needs be up god. in five minutes. Oh my god! Adam. Oh my god! Like,
3: yeah. like, 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 hold on. Were there like yarmulkes with like the f- flag and stuff on them? I mean, they, they were. Uh,
0: it was mostly just uh, flags. Oh just, they, they were everywhere.
3: I, I saw one right. sign.
2: Shalam. I
0: saw one sign that says, uh, "Well, <laughs> you know, shout out to you for your for your pride, but you can thank a straight person for your existence, straight pride." Oh, that's pretty so, good. <laughs> Listen, I, I I think nobody again. It sounds like we're we're, we're gay bashing. It's not. No, that it's not at gay all. bashing. Oh, we can't make fun it's, of. I make fun of everybody. As a comedian, as a former comedian, you know, it's not racist if you make fun of everybody. Yeah. If you can get it, and you can get it, and you can get it, you can get it. I'll make fun of Jews and Muslims mm-hmm. and Christians and gays and Blacks and white and Asians. It's like well, you oh, yeah. guys can get it too. If you actually want to be accepted. You got to take the good with the bad. One hundred percent. Oh,
3: do you should see Pat? Just the trans sketch we did, where I, it's on value A comedy, where I'm um, I'm trans everything. I'm trans late. I'm transparent. It's it's a comedy sketch. In the comments, some guys like this is disgusting, and and I bro, I never really respond. I went into I go who what you think your little group is off limits? I go I make fun no. of myself. Middle Easterns, black, white, tall, short, gay. I don't care. Your group, you ain't off limits, dog. I'm going after you. Two. It's not. It's in good taste. I'm not saying any any people that hurt them or doing this, but it's like, bro, yeah. you're not off limits, and I will make fun of your ass. So nobody Shabbat. should be Shabbat off limits. Yeah.
4: <laughs> there you go. Well,
0: and, and, and and say, like,
4: heterosexuals like, stopping extinction. <laughs> For 5,000 years. It's yeah. just
0: like, you gotta be able to use a sense of humor. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of people right now. Let's just pick on me and the Jews for a second. Yeah. I can't believe Vinny, who's not Jewish, just made fun of, of Adam, Adam. Of Shabbat. Oh Shabbat my God. He made, fun of the, he made fun of the gay community and the Jewish community <laughs> and the gay Jewish community all in one. Yeah. I'm like, and as a Jew, I'm like, that's actually it's fucking hilarious. It's funny. If the it Jewish guy's laughing, stop being so butthurt. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of butthurt. Um, <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs>
1: All right, let's go to the next one here. We need to channel. Hang on, hang on. All right, so we got their role isn't to educate society. Kevin O'Leary just ripped Mark Cuban's claim that going woke is good for business. Warns that you risk alienating fifty percent of your customers. Uh, So these are two, you know, two of the guys, probably the main guys on the Great uh, Shark Tank show. That's out there uh, duking it out. Here, let me go to the story here. So here we go. Right. Mark Cuban believes embracing woke ideology is good for business, but Kevin O'Leary disagrees, stating when you get involved in partisan issues, you basically lose 50% of your constituency. Why you don't? Uh, why you would uh, uh, do that when you're a, cus- a consumer goods or service company? Everybody is learning. Makes absolutely no sense. O'Leary emphasizes that the role of a corporation is to service customers employees and shareholders, and not to educate society on social issues. He states their role is not to educate society on the social issue of the day. Companies like Anheuser-Busch, InBev, and Target have faced negative consequences for allegedly going woke. O'Leary points out when you lose 9, 10, 11, 12 billion dollars of market cap, you know that you've offended somebody and that, that person is your customer. That's bad business, really bad business. Tom. Uh,
4: well, first of all, Kevin O'Leary comes up out from under the rock after FTX that he's been sitting on. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's a heavy rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, hey, something to talk about that that's not three letters. Um, I, I think there's some truth to Kev, what Kevin O'Leary is saying. Kevin O'Leary is saying, hey, you, you look at – it's kind of what I just said. There are a number of people that like our products. We're not going to be for or against any one of them. Please enjoy. Um, and I think Kevin O'Leary is absolutely – Correct. Um, and I think he points out if you're upsetting a customer, what are you doing? Now, that's different from if you're, we just saw a thing about fur coats. You're making fur coats and the animal activists aren't going to be happy with you, or you're tobacco and no one's happy about the addictive, uh, that vape is so addictive, and now you're getting teenagers involved. This isn't that. This is Kevin o'leary saying hey if these are your customers why would you why would you upset any of your customers forget that this is about woke that's the question O'Leary's asking why would you upset any of your customers and i think he's dead right
3: but, but, but the, pat, here's my sorry adam what 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 is up with mark cuban he's, he is he that left pat where he's like vaccine and everybody get this and he's he's getting involved and he's all this wokes like what what is, what is his
1: deal no, like, what, he, what is he, up with this guy? No, no, no. Mark Cuban, don't let him fool you. He's one of the sharpest cats out there. So, he, knows, he knows exactly what he's doing, who he's supporting. Um, he, he's the type of guy that he is a sequencing guy. Okay. Like, he knows I'm going to support this guy because I'm going to get this guy and I'm going to defend this guy and I'm going to be against. He knows. Like, he, 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 the enemies he's chosen, you know who he's defending, who's who, who side he's a part of. He's he's not a dummy. Mark Cuban knows what he's doing. So whether it's it's knowing the fact that if you don't go woke, what is the benefit of he fuels he the Dallas Mavs? Can you can you go to the Dallas Mavs valuation? What is and the, a big chunk of his net worth I'm is guessing, with the Mavs. He bought it, I think, for two hundred forty million yeah, bucks. I'm guessing. He bought it for nothing. Two, I believe his non sports yeah, uh,
4: his non sports uh, net worth, pad, I think is one point one to be exact. Seventy five percent So he's
1: worth five billion. Yeah. His non-sport is one point one. And well, the I mean, billion. his non-sport is probably a little bit more than that. But the team is a three point three che- billion dollar. Okay. Jack's okay? not worth.
0: It might not even be five billion. It's
1: five point okay. one. Okay, okay. Think, that's where it is. Uh, Mark Cuban net worth. I want to say it's four point. Yeah, five, 1 5 point one billion. Okay, point. so five point one billion dollar net worth that Mark's got. So, what happens if all of a sudden NBA brokers a deal with China? You know what happens to, about to that three point three billion dollars? It's going up. Did, did you see when the Denver Broncos were all of a sudden bought for whatever? And do you remember who made everybody in the NBA rich? Who's the most hated owner in the NBA that made everybody rich in the NBA? What Donald was guys Sterling? Name? Donald Sterling. Yeah, when he sold was the, the L.A. Homer. Clippers. For what did he sell? Uh, two point one billion. What was two, LA Clippers? I thought sold? It, was, it was two billion
4: was, and change. Too yeah. bummer.
1: Who that, did what? Did he, oh, exactly, two billion dollars. I thought it was a little over two billion. Okay, two billion dollars. Yeah. Okay, do me a favor. Type how much did Donald Sterling buy the Clippers for? Because it was a San Diego Clippers when he bought it. Yeah, it was oh, like wow. seventy five. How much bucks. did Donald Sterling <laughs> pay? Eighty five. San Diego bucks. Clippers. Yeah, it's okay. 12 and a half million. Oh my the god. The guy buys the Clippers for 12 and a half million, sells it for 2 billion. You know what X that is? He had 10X is worth 120 more money. million. 100X is 1.25. He sells it for nearly 180X of what he paid for it, right? When Donald Sterling did that, everybody went like this. I hate the guy, but damn, I love the guy. <laughs> you know, he just made me a billionaire, dog. Yeah. Okay. So the next crazy event like this that can get the NBA to be insane valuations is if they go into China and if. You know, if if Adam Silver wants to be known as a commissioner like the great Robert Kraft that made all NFL owners billionaires where NFL owners like, you can fly private jet for the rest of your life and your great, 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 great grandkids. We'll give you best health insurance for the rest of your life, your entire family. You can go anywhere. That's pretty much a deal he got plus $25 million, I don't know what the deal was, $37 million or some salary. He knows if he pisses off the wrong people, Mark Cuban, that sequencing of getting that contract in China Again, I'm speculating. I don't know this for a fact. This is purely opinions here. But the guy's not a dummy. He's choosing sides, and he knows which side he's not a part of. And for you to go and, like, be against a Musk or a Rogan, really? Like, what do you mean? Like, do you know who likes Musk? Do you know who likes Rogan? You know what kind of people like those two guys?
0: Your audience? It's the people people that
1: question authority. It's people that are anti-establishment. It's people that are ballsy. It's people that can stand up for something. It's people that are willing to say some stuff that is going to offend the doctors that you can't ever offend those people. You're offending the people that are already protected and you're putting like this. Yeah, that, that no one respects that. People respect what the Rogans and the Musks are doing. People respect those types of people. And I don't know. By the way, he's, like I said, I would love to see mark going to the presidential debate you know why i'd love to see that why? you know why i'd love to see that because i'd love to see a true debate where he goes boom 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 on tennis shoes mm-hmm. not a debate where it's boom boom and it's like you move on a certain tweet you call somebody out, you move on yeah you get quiet
4: run and often
1: hide and i will tell you the uh, credit to mark mark will have a debate with somebody on twitter and it'll be a 20 part debate so he's not somebody that backs off and moves on so I'd love to see the guy run. I think uh, he actually has a shot at becoming a president. I think he he can he has a shot at being a president as a Democratic Party. Of course. He won't run as a Republican. He would run as a Democrat. Speaking
0: of selling your NBA team, what, Jordan just sold the Charlotte Hornets for $3 billion, something like that. He bought it for $275 Amazing. million. Another one right there. Ten years ago. And by the way, what you're saying with China and the NBA, it sounds far-fetched. It's not, why would the NBA ever do something like that? What do you mean? Yeah, We have a recent case example with the PGA, and live, right? Two years ago, and never in a million years did we think that Saudi, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, would own part of yeah. the PGA. Yeah. And we've seen this kind of play out, and they've partnered up, and they've done everything like that. But yeah, PGA Tour agrees to merge with Saudi-backed rival, live golf. And, we, and I think it was Greg Norman who basically, I think, led the charge from Saudi. That's correct.
4: The Saudis recruited Greg to yeah. be their president
0: so very interesting it's just when you think like why would the nba ever do it? it's like all right well we've got something here a little fun fact about the kingdom of saudi arabia you know that we say that russia is not a country it's just a it's just a gas station masquerading as a country even more so in saudi but uh the prince mbs Mohammed Bal um i think he, he developed a plan a handful of years ago where basically said we're too reliant on oil and the way that we need to diversify our country's resources is to start buying sports teams and sports leagues and franchises. And they've bought, I mean, what, soccer teams, massive. I mean, if you if you look at Miami, Saudi Arabia. You know has the story, Miami-Messi, what did they try to do? Exactly, they think to buy them for like a billion bucks a year, whatever, Some crazy. Saudi Arabia has bought into soccer and golf. Will the NBA and NFL be next? They've had a mandate in Saudi Arabia. Don't just be 100% reliant on what Saudi Aramco, I think that's the third largest country uh company by market cap in the world do you think you have uh, Apple um at number one three trillion dollars I want to say uh what's number two help me out here Tom you're, you're, this is know. like number Ford, two Forbes 400 okay. of, uh, yeah exactly whatever global. but Saudi Ram goes yeah, yeah. number three I know they're worth two trillion dollars uh, or then some uh it might be Microsoft whatever um speaking of market cap yeah, But they're basically saying our entire country, our entire economy is basically relying on Saudi Aramco, government-owned oil company, and the way that they want to diversify their investment strategy is buy sports teams galore. That's how they end up buying
1: live. I mean, it's not going to be close to the kind of money they have, but but I get the fact that they diverse, they're diversifying and imposing their influence in different sports. And... Yesterday I was looking at the, the, the comparison about uh, uh, China and India. Brandon, Kelly, and I were sitting there talking about China and India and uh, how China started taking uh, 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 foreign uh, direct investments in 1990 and it skyrocketed them into where they are today. India didn't start taking foreign investments until 2005. And so India is behind China around 10 years Like, just 10 years ago, uh, uh, only 70% of uh, Indians had full-on electricity. China, 100% had electricity. Today, I think India's at 98% or something like that. They're at a higher number than they were before. Of course, India's got a younger population than China by 12 years. I think India's like 26, China's 38. But here they come. But the the one, yeah, they're definitely going to come, and they're investing into education. Uh, When it comes down to uh, railways, they have more, uh, because I think China is three times the size of India, but China only has twice the amount of railways as India does. And ports wise, China's got way more than China than India anyways. But the point was them, them allowing outside people to invest into their country.? Okay? China had the 51% rule. like if you're going to do anything in India, you know, in China you've got to control 51% of it, 49, all that mm-hmm. stuff. They kind of have that uh, process that they did. Uh, uh, you know, and America's typically been protected uh so there is there should be a little bit of threat when other people want to invest too much into your country because they're having influence over it as well so i don't know how people are going to feel about saudi making those types of investments aggressively you can't really prevent it it's not like it's a 51 percent number Mm -hmm. but uh, that is something you ought to think about long term is it going to be a good thing or bad thing so if If 20 years from now, 50% of NBA teams are owned by Saudi owners, is that a good thing? I don't know about that. So these are things that that one has to consider. Go ahead, Tom.
4: Yeah, you you know, what's interesting is you look through history. Pat's making a great point. In the 1990s, commercial real estate and residential real estate um, in California and Hawaii were being inundated by whose money? This is what year? 90s, late 80s, through J- the 90s. Japanese, correct. Mm-hmm. And Japanese were buying. Her, look at me for five hundred. Japanese were buying very large things in America, like Manhattan soil. <laughs> like they, uh, I think I believe um, Japanese. I may be wrong, but I, th- I thought a Japanese company still owns Rockefeller Center and all the the, the stuff around it. And it actually, it's leased back to GE and NBC and all that became. Mm. But everybody back then was like, "Oh my gosh." <clears throat> They're going to dominate world semiconductor. They're already look what they're doing with um with you know Lexus and Acura and Nissan and Infinity. Here they come. They're going to destroy our auto industry. They're going to do this. And they're an ally. They're part of G7. And everybody was freaked out by it. But there's cycles that happen with with the wealth of nations and their currencies being trading above other people, and they overcooked it, which led to what they call the lost decade, where their, their economy crashed. And if you read about uh, Japan, you can read about the lost decade. So there's cycles that go right now. And right now we are in a Saudi cycle. And the Saudi cycle is investing and buying a lot of things with a lot of headlines, very similar to Japan in
1: the uh, late 80s and 90s. I just think we have to be a little bit uh, sports organization, not sports organizations, but leagues. Um if if there is already something in place where you can't like a country, is there can you can you type something Rob to see what what is the the rules about international I- investors buying sports teams in America is there a rule against that like what they can and can't do because Americans have been buying soccer you know
4: Stan Kroenke owns Manchester United doesn't he
1: the owner yeah, of the but, LA Rams is it, is it is it look as, as much money as we have in America you don't have Saudi type of money. There's not guys no that money. have that kind of money. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people say, "Well, the richest guy is this guy or that guy or this guy." We have money, but if Saudis use an oil money to pick up five billion dollar sports teams, what the hell is that to them? That's nothing. nothing. That's chump change. They're Infinite trillion. oil below your feet is a crazy
4: ATM. Yeah, I oh can take a hundred
1: billion and buy twenty. I can buy hundred billion and buy 33 $3 billion teams. <laughs> I can literally buy 33 $3 billion teams. That's pretty much the NBA. That's the whole NBA. Yeah, because some of the teams are worth $1.2 billion. Some of them are worth $4.5 billion. I can buy the entire NBA for $100 billion. I, I read a joke, Pat, about Did this. you hear that? Like, it's 30 teams. That's crazy. crazy. If each team is worth $3 billion yeah. on average, I can buy the entire NBA team, every one of them, for $100 billion. Elon Musk could buy every single NBA team. <laughs> oh, my
4: God. That's oh crazy
3: yeah. to think about. I right, a question. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nuts.
4: I heard a joke made about uh, the Saudis It says, it's not about dollars, it's about days. I said, what do you mean? It says, well, um, I want to buy I want to buy the Dallas Cowboys. What is that? Six billion. Okay, that's uh, how many days do we do we pump? Basically, yeah. they're talking about yeah. how many yeah. days that do makes you put the oil out of the ground. That makes sense. So I can buy the I can buy the uh
3: every 21 days I could buy the Dallas
4: Cowboys.
1: Yep,
3: that's crazy. Yep. So would you say, Pat, that Saudi has the most out of every? They're just the richest. How does it sound? I,
1: I, I don't know. I mean, some they, say Saudi, some say Putin's the richest guy in the world. Some say certain, you know, certain people in 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 China that low key no one like specifically Xi, not everybody yeah. because. People are leaving China. Billionaires and millionaires are leaving China uh, 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 hardcore right now. Uh, So so what is that? NFL rules prohibit foreign investments and franchises, but rules were made to be disregarded when sufficiently profitable to do so. Tuesday, stunning news that the PGA – Okay, so interesting. So in the NFL, so yes, the public investment fund, the formal name of the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia can get Mm -hmm. into the NFL if it wants, and if it has to set up a – competing league to light the fuse so be it it worked in golf why wouldn't it work in football man if these guys create a competing team and they go to guys like joe burrow and josh allen say we'll pay you a hundred million dollars a year wow to come be. (laughs) buy we'll give you a 10-year billion dollar contract they're all gone And next thing you know they recruit the 50 best players in the nfl that go over there It's over. It's a wrap.
4: Do you know what I would do? What's that? Uh, I'm going to say something here. Watch this. So let's – I'm now Prince Thomas of Saudi Arabia. Hi, Prince. And I create an organization over here, and I start doing NIL of everybody that's going to be the top draft picks, Pat. And I start stealing your draft picks because what I do, I go into college and I can outbid you on NIL, which is exactly what they did with Phil Mickelson – and with um, uh, Bryson Shambo and some top-line golfers that they paid those incredible join fees. Remember those? Bill Mixelson was rumored to have gotten $500 million to join Live. So what if they go over here very legally and create a fund and go after NIL of NBA players and uh, NFL players at the collegiate level?
0: Yeah, and NIL, for those that don't remember, it's name, image, and likeness, right? The the new legal
4: way to get sponsorship dollars
0: to athletes what if they The did high that? school athletes the college athletes which Correct. has been forbidden for yeah forever but Tom legally that's saying that they can do that right prince thomas
4: i could do that tomorrow morning wow. if i had the money and completely disrupt i could have the top draft picks if i had a feeder system into a pro league
0: this is, I mean, get, this is giving me very uh coming to america vibes like he's a prince <laughs> he got, i mean no, 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 if no. i say he's got his
1: own money he baby got he got his own, own money, money.
4: Well, I'm just outlining how easy it would be to do. Could you see that happening, Pat?
1: I can. They just did it in golf. They just did. Yeah. Everybody was hating. I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you're doing that. Well, Lib and PJ have decided to team up together. Not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happened Phil over Mickelson, here? Phil Mickelson, you betrayed by us. The way, you know, For 500 then, million, I betrayed uh, you. By the way, you know Greg Norman was a guy that was hated. You know Greg Norman had no idea this was happening. This happened behind his back. He had no clue when this was announced. He says, "I have no. Clue. I was not a part of this. No one told me this what was happening. I just heard the news myself."
4: Yeah. The, the top CEOs in their board, there was five people that got together. They were trying to settle. The suits and he said well one way to settle is maybe we just pump the money in the pga and we own it jay monahan was like that'd be really hypocritical of me uh, you could be president jay and we'll pay you 20 million dollars but you know i think it could be a we
1: could figure it out <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. and what's 20 million to these guys <laughs> yeah. it's like minimum wage 15 bucks an hour for them okay all right by the way uh, once again what is the most money that disappeared Out of your hands, folks. Like like second question. Lost. Has any have you ever overpaid on a check? And by how much? Okay. Because here's what the Pentagon accountant just did. Somebody needs to fight a Pentagon accountant. Pentagon accounting error provides an extra Six point two billion dollars for Ukraine military aid. This is whoops, whoops, an ABC story. Whoops. Okay, this is this is an ABC story. So let's see what ABC has to say. Just a couple about this. small points. little mistake. I mean, it's just two professional teams. Clerical right? error, okay. uh, Here we go. Pentagon has admitted to a six point two billion dollar accounting error in the value of weapons. By the way, do you have the video wrap? of the lady saying it the way she just said it very casually, sent to uh, Ukraine over the past two years. The mistake was due to using replacement costs instead of book value. The surplus will be used for uh, future security packages. Uh, The surplus funds will be utilized to support Ukraine in its counteroffensive against Russia. Ukraine uh, air defenses successfully uh, uh, down 32 out of 35 Russian drones The use. The U.S. has provided less than $34 billion in aid to Ukraine, contrary to previous estimates of $40 billion. President Biden has pledged ongoing support, but concerns about costs and duration of the conflict persist. The accounting mistake will not impact aid delivery. Here's a lady if you want to play this clip. Wow.
2: (laughs) Following up from um, some announcements earlier this year, During the department's regular oversight of our execution of presidential drawdown authority for Ukraine, we discovered inconsistencies in equipment valuation for Ukraine. In a significant number of cases, services used replacement costs rather than net book value, thereby overestimating the value of the equipment drawn down from U.S. stocks and provided to Ukraine. Once we discovered this misvaluation, the comptroller reissued guidance on March 31st, clarifying how to value equipment in line with the financial management regulation and DOD policy to ensure we use the most accurate of accounting methods. We have confirmed that for FY23, Mm -hmm. the final calculation is $3.6 billion, Mm. and for FY22, it is $2.6 billion for a combined total of $6.2 billion. These valuation errors in no way limit or restricted the size of any of our PDAs or impacted the provision of support to Ukraine. And while the, DoD, while the DoD retains the authority to utilize the recaptured PDA, this has no bearing on appropriated USAI or Ukraine PDA replenishment funding approved by Congress.
3: Tom, and then people wonder why we are so much in debt. We don't even know how to. <laughs> For those <laughs> of you day traders, pick up pick up an
4: index on defense contractors because 6.2 billion dollars is heading out the door to buy more stuff
3: going <laughs> to the Ukraine. Yeah, that's insane, man. That is how, how do they make a blunder like that? How do you mess? How do you how do you mess that up?
4: I was in first grade and they told
3: me, always carry the one. <laughs> that is ridiculous. What like come on. I mean, six point
1: two billion. Dollars? Don't be so hard on those guys. It's it's a mistake. People make mistakes like that and they overpay on oh, their bill. Right. That's a
3: pretty big couch. Top. Have six point two billion dollars hiding he in the couch I mean, Listen,
1: <laughs> it's going for a good cause. We're going to give it to them in the future, anyways. Yeah, so we might as well. Listen, yeah. let's not judge perfection from our government employees. Let's mm-hmm. only expect perfection from us. Yeah, you're if right. We make mistakes right. like that. I apologize. We could well, get fired and go to jail. But if you make mistakes like that, then the government should get a promotion. It's it's like a it's it, you should recognize this type of behavior for mm-hmm. people to want to make those mistakes I I don't know I just think it's you know it's it's lawyers guns and money I'm actually
0: I'm actually happy
1: that this happened
0: why for two reasons um number one so we can talk about stuff like this it's like hold on this is what's happening guys all right question you know I've said uh vocally I think we should have some involvement in what's going on there but there should be some limitations to the money aspect of it okay and this is just one of those situations where it's like all right guys you know, we support, I get it. You know, countries just can't invade countries. We can't just sit along the sidelines and say nothing and do nothing. But there do need, there does need to be some limitations to how much money we're going to be investing and funding this operation. And here's a situation where we can point to and say, oh, say goodnight to the bad guy. There's yeah. the bad guy. Like, yeah. all right. What's going on here, guys? Yeah. Because, and they'll spin it. They'll say, well, you know, we were actually planning on sending this in 30 days from now. So now, 30 days from now, accounts receivable. We'll just backtrack and we'll just deduct that from the accounting premise. They'll spin it. But there does need to be some limitations on how much we're spending here. So this is not a freaking Afghanistan situation Uh. where we end up giving trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and having nothing to show for it,
3: bro. You know what? That six point two billion dollars would have done to just to help Americans. Just give, like, just to hand out some of that money, or or help some veterans, or help 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 some homeless. Six point two billion, as and it's just a whoops. That's all. All that is is a whoops for almost for six point two billion dollars, bro. That that's embarrassing. And like you said, nothing's nothing's gonna happen. They're just like, hey, at least it's going to a good cause. Every but,
4: Thursday, thousands of stray dogs are put to death
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> for $15 Cents. a month. In your donation.
3: An but
0: we are living in a time where a, a number that starts with a B... It's not even a... Isn't that big of a deal whatever. anymore. Don't talk to me of. unless it starts we, with a T, homie. Yeah. Not that kind of T, though, Vinny. Not I'm the other trillion. Team. I'm not, not Transformers. La- I am
3: that. Hello. That Hello. That Hello. That.
1: Hello. Let's, talk about, let's talk about...
0: How did we go back to, back to that?
1: That's not going to go away at this point. So, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Let's first talk about the master plan, and we'll talk about the fight. Yes. And we're not going to talk about Elon Musk's parody account. We're going to talk about his real Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg's master plan to kill off twitter revealed meta to launch rival character limited app condemn project 92 in coming months <laughs> this is tapping up taping up oprah winfrey and the dalai lama to attract users
3: wow. <sighs> oh my god
1: wow coming to a city near you type of stuff right mark is not happy with what uh, uh 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 what's his name is getting uh musk is getting and it's a little too much attention but let's see what happens You, we like competition this is america so Mark Zuckerberg is reportedly planning to launch a rival Twitter platform uh, to go up against these guys, have expressed interest in joining the new platform, Dalai Lama and Oprah Winfrey, which aim to provide a trustworthy alternative to Twitter. The new app, potentially named Threads, will uh, resemble Twitter in terms of its continuous uh, scroll scroll to text and like and retweet functions. It will also adopt a 500-character limit per post. Closer to Twitter, original 180-character limit, Meta aims to create an app that prioritizes Safety East of Use and Reliability, Meta's Project 92 plans to integrate the, with Instagram's account systems and other decentralized platforms like Mastodon. Dawn. Tom, what do you know about this story here? Uh, first of all, let's, let's go into history. Name one product
4: that Mark has made, you know, billion-dollar market cap successful. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Oh, wait, he bought it. WhatsApp. Oh, wait, he bought bought it. it. Detect a trend here. Facebook has not deployed anything except meta... In its as it's known, has not deployed anything except Facebook in its original form plus the extension features that are on Facebook. They haven't been successful. Meta is a smoking crater of stock dividends that are unpaid. It's a smoking crater. It's it's become nothing. And how many headlines do we see? Hey, Mark, when do you give up on that? Haven't we seen these headlines? Yeah. There's a lot of money you're spending. You keep spending it. Are you going to back off this thing maybe and go to dividends? What he's trying to do here... So Meta is going to make a Facebook clone and get Oprah and the Dalai Lama to cause a big, you know, migration of people over there. No, no, no. Twitter's at scale. Twitter is refining itself. Twitter is, is doing the right things. And Facebook has zero track record of building anything on its own successfully. Exhibit
1: A, Meta. I mean, when you say it that way, and the question becomes how many people have tried to build a Twitter right now? And is there a climate for somebody to build a Twitter against Elon Musk's Twitter? Are they going to be able to compete against Elon Musk's Twitter? People don't realize that behind closed doors, I wonder what other things Elon's building within Twitter. I'm sure they're about to launch an OTT. I'm sure they're about to pay their talent very well. I'm sure if a if a Tucker Carlson decided to put his show on Twitter, there's stuff that Tucker knows that we don't know about, about what future compensation structures are coming. I'm not saying there's a side deal. I'm not saying Elon is paying him, but I am saying... There may be a little bit more intel that Tucker has to take his talent to Twitter than anywhere else. Maybe because they're about to launch something. Who knows? But this is not a guy that's sitting on his laurels just like, hey, I'm going to be okay doing this. I'm going to be doing that. Now, here's the part. If you look at Musk, he's not in the best shape. OK, no, because Musk has got so much time in the best in the companies he's building. I'm not saying he's in bad shape. He's lost a lot of weight. He's looking better, mm-hmm. but he's not in best shape. Now, Zuck is in incredible shape because he's not that focused on creating the next thing. He's just buying stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's got a lot of time, practice Jiu jujitsu. And he's actually looking really good. Right. And training and videos and all the stuff that's coming out. So the story that's going, that's a bit viral right now. Is Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg agree to hold cage fight? And this is a BBC story. Can we know? BBC tells the truth, so always. Yeah. So here's here's a story from BBC. Shout out to about what's going on over there uh, with BBC. So tech billionaires Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have agreed to cage fight. With Musk stating on Twitter. I'm up for a cage fight. Zuckerberg responded by saying, Send me location. Musk proposed holding the fight in the octagon in Las Vegas, the arena used for UFC bouts. He added humorously, I have this great move that I call the walrus, (laughs) where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. Uh, That is hilarious. The the exchange gained viral attention, sparking debates and memes among social media users. In related news, Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, is reportedly developing a text-based social network to rival Twitter, potentially challenging musk twitter presence let me ask you good luck with now them. what are the chances of these guys doing a cage fight give me give me the give me the zero 200 what's the chances i think Negative elon one.
0: i think elon would do it and i don't think zuckerberg would ever show up something
1: what, like no, what do you mean are you Zucker- joking? zuckerberg's
3: the one that's
0: training and he ah.
3: dude he just joined a, a tournament pat where he wore a mask he bored the skies
0: that's the actual let me, fight... Let me, we, let me ask you something, Hoss. And his PR When's group came out and said...
3: No, no, he didn't concede.
0: He didn't concede. Yeah. was the last time you actually saw Mark Zuckerberg not in front of Congress or being like doing some cyborg takeover I, on He some does some podcasts
1: ad? with Joe. He does podcasts with Friedman. He does Zuckerberg's pod- done this podcast with Joe yeah. Rogan? Zuckerberg's been on that. Rogan, and Zuckerberg's been on Lex twice. I don't think... Not I think Zuck it. is trying to rebrand himself. He should. One step at a time. I think Zuck is trying to rebrand himself, and we'll see, obviously, what's going to happen there with these guys. But I, I don't know if they're going to do it or not. And, and quite frankly, i got to tell you, you know, I don't know if Musk should do it. I think Zuck will do it if wow. they fight.
0: Well, can, it, I, can I give you a little tale of the tape?
1: Here we go. Real quick. Yeah.
0: I'm just, you know, we were down at UFC, on our courtesy of Joe Rogan, Yeah, Israel Adesanya fight. Trump walked in crazy, insane. Yeah. But just picture this. All right, go with me for a second here, guys. (laughs) Bruce Buffer, right? And now, you know, that whole thing that he does. Coming to the the octagon, the challenger, (laughs) okay? The man that owns Tesla, the man that owns Twitter, the man that owns SpaceX. He's been out there weighing in at 200 pounds, standing six foot two tall. 52 years old, hailing from South Africa, now currently living on Mars. 225, yeah. baby. Okay. 225. Elon, the what? The walrus. <laughs> Musk. 6'2", <Musk. laughs> <six to laughs> 200. 6'2", yeah.
1: two Knowing him, he would walk up with a walrus. He'd have him right next to him. Like, just like a kitchen sink. Yeah. My- now, yes. how tall do you
0: think Zuck is? 5'9". 5'9". Nine. Nine? Yeah, 5'10". Clocking in <laughs> at 160 pounds with a height of 57. Oh yeah. Well, look at look at look, this man. Look I at I don't know. 57, 39 years old. Born and raised in a secret lab cyborgs facility <laughs> Boy, somewhere looked- and the
1: metaverse. Guys, I don't know what you're saying. I think this guy looks good. We can say whatever we want. Zark is looking good to I me. I think Elon Those kicks Musk, are not easy. Elon Musk is going to whoop
3: his if, ass. If Elon lays on top of him. He bat, looks bigger when your opponent is 5'5". If Elon gets on top of him, it's yes. over.
1: No. Elon you,
0: Musk. You, anyway.
3: You're I'm
1: underestimating may- the power of you know doing jiu-jitsu. I, listen, here's how this thing works. Elon is running three freaking companies i'm not even naming the other smaller ones he's running boring company he's running spacex he's running tesla he has a solar deal he's doing all this other stuff that he's doing and you and he's doing more interviews he's talking to people left and right he's doing media the guy probably sleeps four to six hours a night i think zuck is probably (laughs) sleeping eight hours per night
0: pat you're missing the big point here he's just gonna plug in a Neuralink bruce lee chip boom and all of a sudden, he's going to know every single karate move out there. It's like the Matrix. I, don't know. I need a I'm a download. E- I'm an Elon Musk power. guy. Maybe, I, maybe <sighs> I'm just spiteful because that. Zuck took me down I, from you, Instagram. You, you're going to be dope, too. By the way, shout out to Oscar from Evolve uh, Digital for getting my uh, Instagram Your back. Your IG's back? Yeah. Okay. But so maybe I'm just spiteful. Um, but, but I'm really but hardcore let's, for let's, Elon Musk. Can
1: we talk about the submarine situation here? Yes. What's going on? So first of all, missing Titanic submarine updates. Fears grow for Titan crew as oxygen supply runs out, but rescue bit continues. This is a Sun story from today. The missing Titanic submarine named Titan is feared to have run out of oxygen, raising concerns for the crew's survival. The vessel disappeared during a voyage to the Titanic shipwreck off the coast of Canada. Approximately 435 miles south of St. John's, Newfoundland, the Ocean Gate Expedition, uh, uh, submersible, measuring 6.7 meters, 22 feet long, carried a 96-hour oxygen supply on board with British billionaire adventurer, Harnish Harding, UK-based businessman, Shahzada Dawood and his son Soleiman Oce- Ocean Gate. I was about to do Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate. The Stockton Rush yeah. and French uh, suburb, So what does it say? Submersible pilot Paul Henry Nergole. The International Rescue offer. Effort has intensified in such a way where the RAF, USAF, (laughs) dispatching a specialist ultra-deep sub... Anyways, they're trying to get to these guys, but it's not succeeding, right? The U.S. Coast Guard confirms the deployment of the French remotely operated vehicle Victor 6000 to aid the the surge. They're gone. What do you know about the story so far? I I
3: know this, Pat, that their oxygen ran out, and God, if they they have passed, God rest their souls, 7 o'clock this morning... Uh, eastern standard time that was it they're they're out if of, it ran out if no it, that's all the time if they haven't surfaced there's no more oxygen in that little thing and apparently it was only big enough for one person to stretch out at a time the one thing that jumped out for me is the stockton rush the ceo of of that company uh operating the uh, the titanic thing he goes he didn't want to hire 50 year old white guys. And this goes back to all that people trying to be diverse and whatever he said when I started this business, one of the things you'll find uh, from other sub operators uh yeah out there uh, is uh, uh, there typically are people who are ex-military submariners and you'll see a whole bunch of 50-year-old white guys. I wanted our team to be younger and inspirational. He goes, I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to go pursue marine technology, but a 25-year-old sub pilot or a platform operator will be one of those techs that can be inspirational. And this is one of those things, Pat, when it comes to like... you, and Adam, yeah, you United other,
0: Airlines, with the pilots. Adam,
3: I don't want to be like, you know what? Just because of diversity requirements, yeah. I want this type of person or, or a female. The best person at the job I want having. And mind you, Pat, you know they had a 35-year-old, like a uh, $35 Xbox controller on this thing. That's one thing. Number two, you're a billionaire. Do you just have nothing else to do? What What are two billionaires going in a little can and going to see the Titanic wreckage? Go watch the movie Titanic. Go watch a documentary. Do you have to go down there and look at it? What's your obsession? What is, Pat, you're... You have a couple of dollars. Are you going in a submarine, a baby submarine, and going down with your kid to go look at
1: that? You you, you have to, listen, I I will tell you, I know people that are very interested in space and they want to go out in space and see what's out there. I know people that are more interested in going under and see what's down there, whether it's, you know, my son, Tico, wants to know if there's a megalodon. He thinks a megalodon exists, and he thinks <laughs> aliens exist, right? Of I respect them. And, and that's you. great. And by the way, there are some people that are, didn't James Cameron go to the lowest point of the ocean uh, when he was doing 5,000-something? What was Ma- the—
4: Marianas Trench in the Pacific yeah, Ocean. Yeah, him and two other the...
1: people did that, where we went all the way down. These are, these are guys that challenge are deep. Yeah? These are guys that like stuff like this. And by the way, here's what's crazy. We have to respect these guys because they're trendsetters. They're, they're not doing this. You're not James Cameron going down there saying 100% we're going to make it. No, you're going down there saying, shit, we may not make it when we come back, right? It's not for everybody. When I was in the Army, <laughs> one of the things we had to do, and I'm sure you remember this year, there was this river, and they had built this tube like this, okay, to go into the river because you're going to have to do this when you're in war. He says, okay, you got to go through. This was like 50 yards to go in there. And when you're low crawling, and I'm a big guy, man. Like if you have ever had an MRI, yeah. 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 and na you And I mean there's two my shoulders are touching and you're in there for like forty five minutes. If you have any slight touch of claustrophobic and you're in the middle and you feel stuck, do you know what that does to you? Oh my god. Do you know what that does to you when you're in the middle? You're like, I can't move, I can't move. And yeah. you're trying to get out and yeah. you panic, right? Of course. So so this isn't for everybody. If no. That's you, this isn't something to do. But Um, you know, look, you know, whether a miracle happens here or not, or it's done, done, we're going to find that here in the next couple, whatever. But one point you make, that's very valid. When it comes down to hiring jobs like this, this is where the DEI score, no one should care about. When it comes down to military and security, no one should look at the DI score. When it comes down to protection of your family, no one should look at I scores. When it comes down to flying, and I'm trusting to fly a pilot, no one should be looking at DI scores. When it comes down to anything that has to do where my safety, your safety, our mm-hmm. family's safety is on the line, the last thing you should be thinking about is DI. Matter of fact, DI shouldn't be looked at anything, but especially in the area of safety yep. and security. And they dropped the ball here, so... You know, is there going to be conspiracies? Do you know who's on there? Do you know that what the guy had access to? Yeah, he was. He had a patent that he was about to launch. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, th- that, there's that part of it as well. Yeah. But uh, you know, like it's, the Shahzad, it's unfortunate. The, the,
3: like the Shah, the the guy uh, Shazada Dawood. He's a he's a he's a Pakistani billionaire. He was speaking at the. I think he's in the World Economic Forum. He was, and that's uh, already people are like, go. here we go. He's that guy in his son. But it's like, I, I I mean, God rest their souls if they pass. But I mean, that's just a. They've been down there, knowing they're going to die for ninety hours, banging on the hull and hoping to God that somebody comes and save them. But I think you said it yesterday. If that's Tom, what happened, if, if it that's wasn't what happened, a catastrophic or, failure. Yeah, on the or way down. yeah, or it imploded. But Tom, you said it. Their search radius is the size of Connecticut. You know what that means? You're not getting found. But 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 then you think about it, Pat. Don't, don't, like besides the, the the hiring of the people controlling it, you're not going down there with the state of the art. I want. The GPS on this thing better be top-notch That's just so they ask. can find me. Are what they- are you,
1: bananas? Well, I mean, if they, if they, let's just say, God forbid, they don't make it. They go to heaven. And St. Peter's saying, so, what happened? How'd you end up here? Look, you know, we, we try to go to mm-hmm. see the Titanic, but I will tell you, God, I hope you'll be proud of our ESG score. <laughs> Okay, I hope I, you can probably I, I want you to me. Wonder, we'll tell what, me right now. See it, that twenty five? You think God is woke? You think God John is woke is right now? Saying, woke. You know what? No problem. I mean, we have now rainbow colored uh, cloud, so you can go over there and you <laughs> know. Get... What are you, what <laughs> are you <laughs> talking oh, about? God. I don't know what kind of. I definitely no, Let's no, go no. play backgammon. You know. Yeah, God, but, God, a...
4: God says, "Hang on, man. I invented the rainbow.
1: Yeah. Except with one additional color that was missing with the one that you have. But anyway." Right, last story here before we wrap up, I'm going to touch this one as well. MSNBC president open to Trump town hall, angering liberals. MSNBC president Rashida Jones indicated openness to hosting a town hall with Donald Trump. If he requested stating, would I say yes, it would be a conversation. I think you'd have to put parameters about how to control the environment. She emphasized the network's discussions with all the candidates on bringing their viewpoints to the audiences through various formats. The statement drew criticism with former MSNBC host Keith Oberman calling for a new president at the network and stating once again... You have mo- my most sincere apologies for what MSNBC has become CNN's. Christine Amanpour also disagreed with allowing Trump in this format, saying I still respectfully disagree with allowing Donald Trump to appear in the particular format. So, listen, CNN does this. Chrysler gets fired, okay? Now, after Chrysler gets fired, when CNN does it, all MSNBC did was criticize CNN. Now, they're saying they're open to the idea of doing this. So... Is this just the whole point, Tom, that capitalism works? And if you need eyeballs, you got to give a guy like that the set because he's going to bring eyeballs to the uh, uh, network?
4: Yeah, let me read a translation. There is a translation that was uh, of what he actually said. Let me read it. Um, As ad sales and carriage fees are in the tank, (laughs) we're very interested in anything that will generate revenue for MSM. I retract my. Previous comments about a Trump debate, because we could make a hell of a lot of money here. Please ignore my talent that is about to go into orbit.
1: That's, what, that's, that's exactly what, what that wow. is. Okay, well, thank you for that time. I'll Very you helpful. A, Do you think I, it's different than that, Pat? I don't think it is. I think capitalism <laughs> works, and yeah. I think capitalism wins. Because at the end of the day, yesterday, Tico's having a conversation with Dinkin. We're finishing up the book here with uh, Choose Your Enemies Wisely. I can't wait to launch this Every time I read it, I get more excited about this Yes. Book. Exactly. Anyway, it's going to be a while to awesome. it comes awesome. Awesome. six months. But one of the conversations we're having is, hey, he's asking, hey, Pat, Daddy, what's the difference between, you know, uh, what do you call it, Um, a republic and a uh, democracy? Okay, gotcha. So, hey, we're having this conversation. A republic is when democracy is when the majority is protected because you're listening to the majority, and a representative republic is when the individual is protected from the majority as well as the majority is also protected, but the individual is also protected in a republic, you know, and says, well, are we a republic and a democracy? Well, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic Republic, for which
3: one nation under under God, God, indivisible, liberty liberty and justice justice for for all, right? Okay,
1: so it's like, oh, okay, so that's what it is, yes. Eventually, in these types of settings, when these men who founded America on this freaking insane (laughs) piece of paper, the Constitution, man.
3: So lucky. Do
1: you realize like how shit's going to hit the fan here and there, but, but the level of gratitude we ought to have for these folks that came up with this, you and I would have never met. None of us would have met here. It's just because of what these men did. 1775, 1776, imagine what these guys had to do. So, so there is a protection to protect the Constitution, and there's trust in knowing capitalism works. The reason why capitalism works, look at the capitalists. I myself, when the company sold PHP, people got checks. There's a level of loyalty from us to each other when that happens, right? Anything you do big, nothing's going to be built big if other people are also not participating in the victory. Right now, what's happening with folks like MSNBC, CNN, guess what they're saying? Hey, someone behind closed doors, they're having this. You know what the behind closed doors conversation is? It's not, why are you supporting Trump? You know what the conversation is? Hey, what's up with this loss? We can only do this for three more months. If we keep losing the kind of money we're losing right now, you're fired. You know what? Call Trump. Yep. Hey, President Trump, can you please come and do this? Okay, we've got to do it. Capitalism works. Yep. And capitalism exposes bullshit. The longer you stick around and you're like, and I'm talking about real capitalism. I'm not talking about crony capitalism type of right. stuff. Eventually, somebody sits there and says, damn it, you got to trust incentives. Incentives makes everybody realize, mm-hmm. I better get my act together. Anyways, a uh, uh, great podcast today. Uh, we we didn't have the schedule to do it, but we said, let's go ahead and do it. Emergency podcast made the announcement. Uh, appreciate my phone is blowing up. I got so many messages right now. People sending me messages left and right to everybody. If I haven't got back... To, go Yankees, ye- yes, baby! Yesterday, Congratulations again, sir. Thank her. you. Thank you. Yesterday, I was getting back to Happy Father's Day messages. That I'm like, oh my <laughs> listen, man, <laughs> thank you, and happy yeah. belated Father's Day oh to you, man. my phone. But I'm like... Anyways, but uh, uh, look, a couple things you do need to know. We are talking to two or three big names for the next live podcast at fifty nine ninety live. I'm telling you this right now. You will want to be at these, but they're not going to stay. I'm telling you right now when we announce the text, you got to get your tickets because it's going to sell out ASAP. And every time we do this, we have the sheriff there. We have security there. We have guards there. It's no joke. It's, it's no joke when we, when we do these types of events. We're about to announce the next one. Text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Once again, Rob, if you can put it on the bottom so they have a text-to-word podcast to 310-340-1132. Just, we just can't wait to see you guys on our next live one because yeah. the energy is going to be even oh, crazy yeah. with all the stuff that's going on. But if you do want to get registered for the next one, again, text-to-word podcast to 310-340-1132. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.